Steve, you ready? I'm ready. Do, and do you know have like a cool British name like Stefan? Stefan? No. Is that British? <laughs> it's like Family Matters. Stefan Urkel? Stefan Urkel. English people like don't know what to do with the name Steve. Like I can't tell you how many times people have been like, that's, that's your name. We're just going with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. Hold open. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jonah Hill and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang, we are joined by the prince of partnerships, the resell ruler, the expat bringing sexy back, the B-pop, the depop Don Dada. Hey, Mr. Magna Carta. He's been called the brand whisperer, sub brands, Malige of Love Island. He's been a, in a UK hole for four years. Depop's head of brand partnerships, Steve Duell. Hey, three What's years. Up, Steve? But yeah. What's up? Oh, yeah. Sorry. My math is terrible. I'm, a, I'm an American. You told me August 2017, and I thought four years. I'm a fucking idiot. When was, wait, when was Steve on the previous podcast, Endeavor That Shall Not Be Named? Listen, yeah, that was, it was, that was my first trip back to New York. And so I got... Thanks I mean, for spending was, it with us, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Barstool that, Sports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I think I was working on like two hours of sleep when I work, mm. recorded that, you know? You're just like, I miss America so much. What's the most American thing I can do right now? Go to Barstool Sports. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Ain't nothing more American than the, the stool and stars, baby. <laughs> Shove two bagels in my mouth and let's call it a day. <laughs> uh, Steve, just like before, we are going to kick things off with a fit check. James mentioned your Sprezzatura off rip. We can kind of like work our way up to that. But do you want to start top down or bottom up? The choice is yours, bro. I mean, you know, bottom up. This so is you're not, you're not a bobby. You're yeah, not do they, oh, but, no, no. but they do I'm fit like, check reverse. Oh, in that's right. The UK, right? They just do it the left side first. Oh, got it. Sure. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. have at it, kid. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not wearing any shoes right now because I'm in my house. But I was wearing these, just like those classic Reeboks earlier today. You know, I think they're called like the Club C's or something. Yes. You know, like the the Club C's. Ones. Are they it's beat like to the death? Hottest, it's only like one of the hottest sneakers right it, now. They they are wave. They are beat to death to the point where now it's getting a little bit like I can't really wear these to like a meeting or something. Oh, really? They're like completely offensive looking. There's a hole in the bottom of them. Are, I just noticed today. <laughs> yeah, bro, come on, man. It's are time. those uh, I'm Reebok's having a moment here in the US? But in in the UK, I feel like those trainers, that training mm-hmm. brand, trainer brand, has always kind of been like a, a standby. Yeah, I wrong? think so. No, I think so. I think there's also like you know, there's so many sneaker things that that are just different here, but so much that's the same, but like, I didn't, I learned this on TikTok, So take it for whatever. Oh, so it's, so it's hundred percent like, accurate. It's hundred yeah. percent true. Yeah. But like no apparently black air force ones are like a boarding school girl sneaker. Oh really? really? Here it means, here it means murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Here, well, here kind it of means the same, criminal activity. Honest, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. in the UK is 85% of sneakers also ass like it is here in the U S yeah. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Good to know. A corny sneaker culture is happening in the UK, just like it's happening in the States. I think corny sneaker culture is universal. It's, you know? yeah, that's the, post, the post-sneaker world, is a, it's a global pandemic. That's what it it's is. A, it's, yeah, we're battling many pandemics, and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the mo- this, and this is the most important one, which is why this program exists. It's a two-theater two fight. <laughs> you guys Wait. are like the, the Dr. Falke of, uh, of, <laughs> <laughs> of a sneaker pandemic. That's, that's typically how people describe us, for sure, Steve. Wait, so you're sh- the, the, the Reeboks you're wearing now, they have a hole in the soul, much like you, actually. Yeah. And uh, sold in a Reebok with a hole. Do you, 
you don't have like a rotation. You only have like one pair no, of sneakers. No, no. I do. So I actually, okay. to be honest, so I just moved to a new, a new flat, if you will. Okay. Um, what is, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't have a, um, like a place for my sneakers yet. So they're actually all like right here where I work. So you, during the day, I just kind of like rotate in and out. So I have some, Ooh. some Stan Smiths over there, some okay. Sambas, you know, where, but wearing your sneakers to death till they're fucking roasted and toasted and, and sauteed and flambéed. Yes. Yeah, smoked to smithereens. Like that's, always been your thing i remember you had fucking yeah. nylon or tree torn nylons that were like hanging on nylons. by a thread nylons yeah. yeah 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 i mean i'm not like i mean i say this as someone who worked at complex and actually was at the time they were like technically overseeing the sneaker channel didn't you like, help write the sneaker book <laughs> didn't you interview did, me for the sneaker book I did yeah i did a chapter i did a chapter yeah yeah okay but um but that chapter i will say was on like a balenciaga sneaker so it wasn't like I was oh right Jordan. it was on brand <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <Jordan's>. yeah <laughs> But um, no, I just like, I never, I don't like participate in sneakerhead culture that much. I'm like, You've I've always opted been, out. Yeah. Just the, the classics that you can get and just, and then it's like easy when they're, they're dead, they're dead. And you don't have to like worry about it too much. Are sneakers a big part of Depop? I mean, we'll get into obviously like everything that makes Depop unique and special, but I have to like most sneaker resale shit is you're dealing with like brand new, you know, on ice pairs, like box intact, tissue paper, everything Depop. It seems like it's mostly uh, vintage or people kind of selling their own personal use, use Johns. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So like, cause I'm, you know, if you're, if you're going to buy whatever the, like the tier zero thing is and then flip it somewhere, you'll go to like stock X or something or right. go somewhere else. Right. You're not really going to come. There's some, there is some of that on Depop, but yeah, it's mostly like the sort of, you know, classic kind of styles that you can get, uh, you know, like always, but people, people look for the ones that are beat to death like that. That's like, really? that's really popular. Yeah. Need to get Chef on Depop. Yeah, how much can we get for your fucking Reeboks that are completely destroyed? What's the to price? To be honest, on those? I probably I could probably sell them for like, I mean, it wouldn't be I could sell like ten pounds probably, but yeah, okay. like, yeah I, I bet you I could sell that quickly. That is, probably see, everything is backwards in the UK. It's the fucking destroyed yeah. sneakers that pull in the most coin, exactly. most quid. I guess there really is a market for everything. Damn. Um, and yeah. you don't, so you don't have any like slippers that you wear in the house, Steve. Like you literally will wear your sneakers at home. You're not wearing have- like whatever. Yeah, I have like Birkenstocks over there. I actually have these. Wait, hold on. Let me reach this for you. My friend works at some like, I forget what it's called, but some like, it's not, it's like Airbnb, but basically when you put your house on the market, they will rent it out so like people can still live there or whatever. And they, I don't know how they work out that thing, but they made these <laughs> slippers that say vibes. Oh, nice. <laughs> but these were obviously not the final prototype because they look ridiculous and you can't like split a five letter word even. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So, and one of them, that just looks like it says Roman numeral six. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not worth six so bees. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> bees. Bees. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are terrible. <laughs> kick it around. Yeah. No, they're, they're pretty bad. I actually thought like I should like f- mount them and frame them or something, but it's, a lot of effort. You've been spending too much time at Soho House. Yeah, yeah. I should just sell them to them. Uh, moving up to the yeah. ass area. Or oh, socks. Yeah. Or, socks or socks if you have them on. I do. Socks I have NA. I know a friend of... Friend oh, of, right. Uh, shout out Shout, shout out Nick. Nick. Shout out Nick. I, um, I told my parents because they wanted, you know, asked what I wanted for Christmas this year because they still treat me like I'm nine. <laughs> and um, I told them I like needed socks and they bought me 20 pairs of NA socks. Oh, so, that's <laughs> oh, a great... Yeah. That's actually like a really sick gift as far as pay. like the bar is always lower for, for mom and dad when it comes to like John copping season, but 20 pairs of NA socks is a haul dude. I, I, and wrapped them individually. 
So I kept opening socks. Wow. What? <laughs> Your mom you would do the trouble of wrapping each pair individually instead of throwing yeah. them all in a box or whatever? Yep. By like yep. pair by like pair 14 where you're like, I've, I've given up hoping that you're going to like put something actually special and expensive in one of these things? Yes. All right. I, I kind of was just like, I, I almost was like, does someone else just want to take, take this, like open this for me? That, that's so there. wasteful on behalf of, uh, like, what is Mrs. Duel thinking? I mean, she supports fracking, I would imagine. Mrs. Duel, you know, she's, Mrs. Duel's very progressive, but okay. I, think, I think the wrapping paper, you know. That's as bad as it gets. Is, yeah, is, yeah. It has that, that she hasn't, you know, her sustainability plan hasn't reached wrapping paper yet, but we'll get it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. It's not part of her new green deal. Um, sure. Yes. Did you, did she use uh, throwing fit 69 as the promo code? Yeah. Like, you know, 420% off or whatever. Yeah. I, I wish she did use that, but I don't think, I don't think she, I don't think we consider her a friend of the pod yet. Uh, yeah, she will. Is she going to listen? Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Last last time there was some NSF and some, not safe some for mom. Bowdy talk. <laughs> not, yeah. safe for mom. <laughs> not safe for mothers. Every podcast I think we've ever put out is not safe for mothers. Generally speaking, yeah. um, is that your favorite sock brand, Steve? Na, that's like the that's the one yeah. you're going with. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, now I got twenty fucking pairs. So. <laughs> yeah, right. you're, you're you're brand loyal, whether you want it, to or not. You know, it has yeah, exactly. to be your fit. It's the only brand that you support. The only yeah, I you have fit another brand in my house. But yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. I've got some some Noah trousers, if you will. Pants pants mean undies here, so you know I've got to I've got to do that little little coat. Really? Yeah. I wasn't James. Were you, were you aware of that? No. that translation. Wait, pants underwear in England are called pants. Yeah. Yeah. And what trousers are, and pants are, are trousers. Pants. And pants are yeah. trousers. Yeah. Although I think there's some like regional difference. Like somebody that I work with in Liverpool says pants to mean pants and not underwear. Has that ever gotten awkward at all? Language or like, yeah, everyone just gets it. Uh, I mean, I no, not really. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you describe the trow for us, Steve? What's uh, the, the 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 make and model? Yeah. So they're like no a wide leg black cotton, like a heavy cotton. Pretty good for for this shitty weather. I, we I love how their trousers fit. I think that like yeah. Yeah. they could be hit or miss for different body types, but definitely cropped and definitely wide and stovepipes. Yeah. No, yeah. doesn't stovepipe mean skinny? No. No. It just, it's, just, it's wide and it's like a fucking no. like uh, ship smokestack. It's like <laughs> it's like a stovepipe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Then I then I am misinformed. Um, okay, and then working our way up. What's the, yep. the shirt? The the shirt underneath is um but oh this is noon goons that I got at um, Ooh, the brothers the brothers yeah yeah you know hanging loose yeah um, you do a lot of surfing I would imagine in <laughs> were you at the yeah. capsule when the warriors of radness the the uh, beta noon goons like were on fucking hella acid or mushrooms and just like destroyed everything in the coolest way possible yes yes I was that because was I was when I was still doing like PR for capsule so I was like semi concerned because they were like what is what was the guy's name who was who was at wars around plots Rick yeah, plots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he was wasn't great. necessarily there it's the the whole like game also the goons. Yeah. they yeah, were yeah. definitely at capsule fucking shit up but what James is talking about was at the GQ best new designer in no, America no, no. party and they were both. all on shrooms both they were all and very the whole fucked capsule up. crew was there and that's when we got assaulted by Kanye West's bodyguard I'm talking about both at Capsule Vegas. I mean, you may have been gone from there at this point. Mm. They got they were like on acid and like knocking people's booths over. 
Yeah. Like, like, as they're like, like trying to like okay. make sales and like survive, like grow their business. I'm like standing <laughs> on the, um, on both of like the arm rails on the escalators in the Venetian, like going downstairs <laughs> oh, and like wow. little, little like old ladies are just trying to gamble and they're like jumping over them, never wearing a shirt. Right. <laughs> never. Always show. So they fucked shit up wherever they went. Like yeah. they rolled deep yeah. and they, they fucking fuck shit up. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, we welcomed it to a, to a degree. I we liked a yeah. little chaos, you know? N- now, New look, Goons is way more sophisticated as far as like a brand. I mean, James and I have talked about New Goons before. I, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're a fan of them just generally speaking, Steve, because it's like, yeah. ele- it's like, it's way more elevated than Warriors of Radness, which to me always felt more of like an American apparel type fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, I think well, it was of the moment. It was of yeah. it was of that like twenty twelve moment. Sure. Yeah, but it doesn't make, it doesn't exist anymore, does it? No, no. He yeah. he was that speaking of American power. I think Rick Klotz was then working with Dove Charney, or he did Fresh Jive too. I think right before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, they, their fit is is good. Like this, I mean, I have a shirt on over it, but like it's like it's like pretty boxy, but not like you know where you feel like uh, right. Popeye before st- he eats his spinach when you're wearing something that's too big, you know? Right, you can still throw on a, a jean jacket, speaking of which. Yes, there's just an old Levi's that I've had for like 50 years, little low. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I don't know if you would consider yourself a uniform guy, but when I, and, and James talked about like the Steve Dual signature collar pop, you love yourself a fucking denim jacket, I feel like. Yeah, I do. There's what's, always, yeah. How many there's pairs like do you own? Or how many uh, like jackets? Uh, just denim jackets, I have two at the moment okay. but i did i did a, when i moved to london i did a huge downsize and i still haven't like really built it back up again but is this is this the one that you've had forever that you just have not thrown out and yeah. you got have you gotten this like repaired over and over and over and like the elbow holes are like that's you yeah i haven't i haven't had to repair it but it's like it's just it just missed it's like it's first button to pop off just popped off uh, so i think it's like popping off my, my like, condolences <laughs> yeah it's hard for i i you know my family and i asked for your privacy at this time <laughs> but it's, um, yeah it's like i think it's on mrs duel is it mrs duel is in mourning that's why yeah, she can't listen to this pod that's why she can't listen to this podcast it's gonna it's too sad. open that wound yeah it's I mean, too fresh if i mention it next christmas i'll probably have 15 under the- yeah, 20, right. 20 <laughs> that, is, that is a that is such a mom move or if you say like one thing in passing that you're like this was okay she's gonna buy you for for, for the rest of your life and there's gonna be millions of whatever it is Jean but this is like a brands. good thing. Like I, like I told them years ago, my parents, I was like, stop buying me clothes because it's just like, I don't want, but you know, with all due respect, I don't want what you're buying me. <laughs> respectfully, so like, your taste is garbage. <laughs> respectfully, stop. <laughs> but um, no, but like, this is like, they can handle a, a, you know, like a Levi's sure. and I'm saying. Lawrence, so do you have a, do you have something that your parents have like continuously gotten you over the years? For me, it's, um, I must've like just talked about how annoying it is to get a Metro card. Every year I get a Metro card in my stocking. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of fire. Not yeah, lie, but, pretty, but then it's like, but then it's like, like but then very convenient. But recently, for work, I've gotten just like metro cards through work, like they just yeah. pay for transportation. So I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So you just give them to all the the whores that make their way through your apartment. No, I, yeah, just here, here, sweetie, here have, a, have a ride see, home. See, it's like the the Derek Jeter gift basket, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, a metro geez. card, an edible arrangement, and, <laughs> and, 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 and a signed and a signed a signed sock. Baseball. Yeah, some signed yeah. sock from Jimmy. Yeah, James is signing fucking Fit Picks. That was like, you know, page six, like a wet dream to hear that. But I was like, that's pretty nice. Like, I would yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds like a great fucking hookup, right? Yeah. Like, and he inspired you don't normally get fucking how many treats from people that fuck you. How many Mariah Carey songs did he inspire? Like three? Three or four? Really? Who knows? That seems like a lot. No, um, she came out recently in her memoir. It was like Derek Jeter. Oh, shit. Inspi- like was the guy that I was singing about in these like 
two or three or four songs. In the meaning of Mariah Carey? Yeah. <laughs> Which one, not... one of my, my favorite titles of all time. Uh, should we, this is the meaning of Steve Duell right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve Duell, what, what about the pants? What pants are we wearing? Uh, by which I mean panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Uniqlo. Yeah, but I, I know because you know I, I listen that boxers are, are of the moment on, on these around these parts, but these are sadly boxer briefs. Thank you. You've Thank always you been a bo- on the right always, side of history. Always as, been a briefman. Always, Steve. I've always been a boxer briefman. Yeah. No, right. no, no, not always. Like in high school, I wore like boxers. Right, and that's when I you're think cool. Art, when no, you're cool yeah. and young. <laughs> when he, yeah, when he was yeah. a baby. I mean, that's the thing. Boxers are the underwear choice of fucking babies. That's what we're talking about on this. No. That's the whole thing. James. No, I think it's it's a comfort thing. All right. Whatever, um, any jewelry? Yeah, uh, I have a watch. My, so it's uh, my dad's. I had. I think I had this back in the BPMW days when we worked together. My dad's old Rolex. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Date just. Yep. Yep. The blue, it has a blue face, which I kind of like. Um, I actually just looked it up because he didn't. He got it like you know he had it for years before he gave it to me, and I just looked up. It was from it's from eighty uh, nine, which is oh nice. I had no idea before that. Nice. Dude. Right. Well, that's a nice yeah, piece of year. fucking. That's so you're not a watch guy, so you're just like oh it's like cool. My dad gave it to me, but you're not like into watches. Like you're not a nerd for that, are you? No, not really. I mean, I, I actually was just talking um, the other day about like because I, I like so I'm not I haven't been on like an official buying sabbatical but i've just like not really been shopping too much like throughout the pandemic and stuff and i was like what do i want to buy and i was thinking about like getting maybe a watch i don't know i don't know what kind yet i kind of because the thing is like i'm also not like like i have my it's just like my finance friends you know they're always spending like ten thousand and more on these fucking watches that they all have the same ones so it's like what is even the right what's important yeah i mean i kind of you know like i I had there's some like entry-level cartier like a tank watch that i classic dude that would actually be a nice kind of counterpart to the to the day just yeah yeah it's good it's not you know nothing too too wild it's definitely like i said tasteful but i'm into it like all things dual just tasteful and understated that you need that that holiday bonus to kick in yeah for real yeah all right, I think that's a complete fit check, James. Yeah. Are you, are you sipping on anything? I know it's oh, yeah. a, any, you got any drink? GNT or anything. I, ha- I have a GNT right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I also that was a and I, wild guess. Yeah. yeah, and I do have some beers on deck just in case. You know, we'll see, we'll see how, how it goes. Thank you for coming prepared, Steve. And I think yeah. that's a complete fit check and a drink check. And that tells you everything you need to know about Steve. He's he's prepared, yeah. but you know, ready to party. All right. Um, like a at a moment's bit. notice, let's get into the bangers and mash of this podcast. <laughs> Wow. Here in America, we call them meat and potatoes. Um, <laughs> Duel, as you know, because you, you're a studied individual, you, you've, you've, uh, you listened to the Mary H.K. Choi one, I believe. Um, you like that one? Yeah. The three main subjects of this podcast, the only podcast that matters, are money, ching, meats and cheeks, sucking and fucking, and most importantly, <laughs> Jimmy and Larry, the goddamn motherfucking boys, yeah, ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. So we're going to start with ourselves, obviously, most important thing in like two or three hours, we'll, we'll get to you. Um, so what's crazy is your boss, Depop CMO, is a huge fan of throwing fits. So my question yeah. is, are you doing this pod because you know we're the only podcast that matters or are you just doing this to suck up to Peter Semple? Um, no, I, I actually, I actually, I don't, I didn't tell Peter that I was going on it. I'm, I'm, I'm smart, going, smart choice, smart yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to let him see it on, on Instagram. That's a bigger flex though. So I, I see actually yeah. that strategy makes a lot of sense. Yeah. PD, you know, we was, get it, but you know, <laughs> Dill just came here to flex. Yeah. No. Wait, so are, are you saying Steve that we could have probably got like Pete on the pot instead of you? Oh, a hundred percent. Well, that's, does he have, James, does he have that's clout? on you, bro. Does he have clout? Yeah. Yeah. Does Steve have clout? 
Well, that's the fucking question. Steve, there's, not. There's, yeah. He's not going to watch the videos, so blink twice if he doesn't have clout. Yeah. No, Peter, Peter's great. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he actually, wait, so he, so, because you guys came up when, because at one point we were, like, thinking of working together in some capacity, and um, we were talking about it, and he, Peter didn't know that I had been on it before, ah. and um, I told him that I, you know, I'd gone on, like, you know, whatever, years ago, and um, he said very, like, innocently, he's like, well, why did they? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, only like, and not only black, did you have some type of blackmail on those guys? Like what yeah. the some compromise? Did you li- yeah. did he listen to your episode and were you like demoted the next day? Uh, I don't know if he listened. To it. I did tell. I have another colleague named Jack who's also a fan, and I did tell him like it, it came up at one point, um, and I said don't listen to it and then he came in the next day and was like i listened to it and then we just well if you say don't listen you're almost like begging them to fucking tune in like yeah, with yeah, extra yeah, no, clarity you know what i'm saying yeah 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 that's on you buddy i mean it is, it, it, is. It, it is pretty safe to say though that peter when he sees this whether it's on our ig or your ig or just gets wind of it because every time right we drop the, an feed, episode, baby. the yeah. industry just fucking it the ripple effect is wild right um yeah. across the pond throughout the continent all the way through through Asia and back again. Um, so we know that Peter's listening right now. Shout out, Peter. Hit us up in May. Um, but here's the thing, right? Since you interviewed us each way back in the day at our uh, my internship and Lawrence's entry-level job at BPMW, yeah. we're going to flip the script and interview you, especially knowing that your boss is listening. So my interview and, question is, and Lawrence, you can take number two. Um, sure. What's your favorite office supply to steal? Uh, oh, you know what I do still is, um, like tote bags. Oh, wow. Like, you were very open about stealing from the workplace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah are those yeah. normally reserved for like guests who come through HQ? Speaking um, of, I think we like, all got- G- like Derek Jeter's apartment. <laughs> There's a little, like, a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all got one. Um, but then like, you know, I'm, I'm not dual though. I'm carrying shit. I got stuff to bring back and forth. Please, sir. May I have, may I have some more totes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm carrying this whole goddamn company on my back. Right. Exactly. I'm going to get a tote. But I would always ask the, like the, uh, my key was I would ask the, because we have like a team of office, like the office team, there's like different people rotating at the front desk. So I'd always ask a different one if I could take one. Uh, And then they just eventually told me where they were. Oh, <laughs> so now you go right to the source. Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you're fracking the tote bags. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't been in the office, so we haven't we haven't been working from home. So are you running? Lo- are you running low on totes? I'm like I'm fiending a little bit. You know, I gotta get that. Gotta get that. <laughs> scratch. Gotta go make a tote run on the weekend. <laughs> a, a real a real totesman. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, Steve. The next question in your interview: What would you say is your greatest flaw? Oh boy! Um, so you know what, besides yeah. your addiction to tote bags, yeah, but yeah. Aside from my, my, um, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, wait, what is the word for? Am I drunk already? What is the word for shoplifting? Like uh, kleptomania? Yeah. Aside yeah. from that, um, my greatest flaw, Lawrence, is that I care too much. Oh, of course. That's about the tote bags. Same. Yeah, about <laughs> totes. I care too much about totes. Yeah. Would you, would you say though that like if we were to <laughs> if we were talk talk to Peter or any of your colleagues, is is there like a like a little like office joke about like something that's difficult about Steve? despite like, what's, what's the problem with steve yeah. <laughs> well see so I've, I've recently had to like as in this morning i had to stare down the barrel of this guy because i had to fill out my self-evaluation for my performance Ooh, oh the worst <laughs> yeah would you grade yourself we don't have a grading system it's all like open-ended answers but how liberal arts of you very yeah. cute <laughs> it's tomorrow so i guess really you know like I'll, I'll update everyone on how that went but um uh i think I, i'm a team of one right now 
So sometimes, you know, maybe like my patients could might run a little thin with yourself <laughs> with like, uh, just like the fact that I have to kind of do right. a lot to get stuff. To get Are you stuff. hiring? Like I, I know Depop yeah. just made a big, uh, big, um, hire cause you're booming right now, but like f- for anyone listening, like, could they work for Steve Duel for yeah. Mr. Um, Duel? They, they could potentially. Yeah. I think, I think probably next year there'll be the, I just, so I, this is like a new team that or I am like a new position that I just started. So, and then a lot of it, you know, we, we went into, I only started in this role. I've been at Deepop for two years, but only started in this role in January. And then we like dove straight into a global pandemic. Right. So, well, I can confirm for anyone uh, hungry for a job. I can confirm that Steve Duell is a wonderful boss, whether you are a intern entry level yeah. PR guy, and then I don't know if I was your boss at one point in complex. It was kind of weird there for a second, but, um, oh, yeah. he's also really? an excellent reportee kind of, it was you weird. Were, it was, it was like diagonal. You were definitely senior to me at, at complex for sure. Cause yeah. weren't you, you had, you were like a director, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I basically, <laughs> I, I basically office. got a, I got a promotion like every three months. It was sick. He had an office, but very confusing, shared, which I yeah. guess was with Gian. Did you ever have an office? Yeah, I had an office I shared okay. with, with Ashley, who was our, I think her title was like managing editor or something. Right. That's right. That's hmm. right. Um, but no, okay. So going back to those BPMW days, everyone is always really and like, it's like, yo, listen to the fucking podcast, do your homework. And you won't have to ask us this question, but a lot of people still are interested in the mythology of throwing fits and, you know, specifically our origin story. Um, you were there when me and Lawrence first linked up at BPMW and we asked this question to Chris Carrado when we had dinner with him last week, that thin lipped bastard, <laughs> which is something you, which is something you called him. Once. Yeah, I had a I had a dream where I, where I kept because Lawrence, you remember the Mexico trip, right? Yes, of course. We talked about so, it at dinner. <laughs> would you remember there was that long stairway down to like the dining table near the near the water? Yes, we were also roommates on that trip. We were. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. We um. So I had a dream in Mexico that <laughs> a I kept, fever dream, <laughs> a fever dream. Yeah, for like the one hour of sleep that we got collectively for the whole the whole yeah. Week. But um, that I kept falling down those stairs, and Chris kept laughing, and I would get angrier and angrier, and then I stood up and called him a thin-lipped bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with That's me amazing. for fifteen years now. And I told Does him he... that at his, I told him that at his wedding also. I was like, I have a story for you. He was like, Great. Uh, that, that was when the officiant asked if anyone had any objections. <laughs> like, I'm good. This thin-lipped bastard is is fine by me. Wait, did you? Does he have thin lips? I don't really. I mean, I. I know they're not like luscious, right? Like that would definitely I can't, step out. I honestly I can't really picture ever it. since Duel, ever since he told, like I've only been, He's know, handsome. We've, only been, we've only been hanging out with Chris kind of recently since like we ran into each other and like rekindled this like business and friendship. Um, but I absolutely 1000% look at his lips every single time. Just like, yep, that top lip, still thin Lizzie. Thin, thin Lizzie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wait, what uh, were you going to ask about him? So, well, we asked him this question and we're going to ask you the same because you were there when we first started. What were your first impressions of each of us? So I kind of like, I kind of knew, like I knew Lawrence a little bit before he worked for us because we, because you, because you had um, the blog and like, yes, you know, sir. We, had, we had that time that you came to Capsule and everything. But um, so I don't, I don't really remember the first impression of Lawrence because um, I had like seen him around. Probably that I was a fucking nerd, right? Because they're like, this is the guy that was live blogging Capsule at like a little fucking desk. What a fuck. But we were like, no, I mean, Minya and like, and Deirdre and Adina and all of them, they were like, they were on board the Lawrence <laughs> yeah. Schlossman. Do you, what about uh, first impression of him as an actual coworker when he like, <laughs> you know, 
showed up in a, in a suit probably no, that was oh yeah me. for sure like a double-breasted thing yeah no, but for but um the thing about bmw at that time too is it was like really freewheeling like there was no like onboarding <laughs> process it was basically just like here's your desk and maybe you'll get a laptop and also like <laughs> this is your client just kind of like do what you gotta figure do. it out yeah so everybody was sort of just like figuring literally figuring it out is that how you yeah. felt because the impression i always got from you is that like you were like even though you were kind of young too right like we all were like you always struck me as a super pro guy but did you feel like you were like faking it to some degree yourself because i just felt yeah. like a fraud for, until like my last day you know yeah i mean i didn't i had done like my first job out of school was like was crisis communication and public affairs so like our clients were literally the city of new york and like the de- and uh the developer of the barclays center who was getting you know protested against every single day for like that fucking domain. brent brent Ra- what's his name ratner, brent ratner. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So like those were intense and, and we, and like my, my boss of that agency was this like grizzled old, he used to work at like the transportation department. And then, you know, he was like a tough guy. So I was used to being like pretty buttoned up. Um, but when I first got there, I had one client, that client Renspooner, the Hawaiian brand. Oh yeah. And, and they like signed the with, they signed with the agency and then didn't actually start working for us for like three months. So for the first three months, I was just like not hanging out. I, was, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing all day, but I was just like making work for myself, basically. So was, right, guys, listen, in 10 years, this white supremacist group that's going to try and start a race yeah. war is going to co-opt Aloha shirts. So yeah. let's make sure we get our press hits in now. Yeah, I'm going to start right preparing now. on that. Yeah. 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 But I do remember, I remember, um, James, your, your interview very clearly because you did show up in a, um, in a suit and you were like, you know, you were like nervous. Yeah. Obviously it's a job interview. And J. Crew Ludlow suit. Yeah. It was me and, um, Christina. X-Tina. X-Tina. X-Tina, dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shout out X-Tina. And um, she, I think she like liked making you nervous. So she was definitely asking oh, yeah. intense questions. And I was like, yeah. you got to lay off this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you see my band of outsiders skinny tie? Uh, did you talk about like, weren't you working like a gold mine or something? Yeah, I, uh, yep. I worked at a gold he mine. He was a miner. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a gold digger. Um, yeah. I was at a gold mine. I don't know why. Yeah. I guess like, yeah, I was very nervous. That's kind of all I remember. And then just like happy to fucking have a have a seat at the, in the closet. In the, <laughs> was that yeah. job paid, James? No. I, no, no, right, right. Just absolutely. Experience, this is pre yeah. like this is pre yeah, yeah, like yeah. you got to pay your interns movement. Yeah. And also, that's just like what happens in fashion even now. Still, like you know, they don't fucking care. I mean, oh, I only what? worked like two days a week, and then was just working like uh, side jobs and odd jobs on the side, and had like hella savings and shit. But then when did you come on full time? Where, where did you When Lawrence play? left? Yeah, oh, okay. well, I was over. getting paid um I was getting paid like part time and then I think when Lawrence left they're just like just give his computer and desk to James and then I opened it and I was like so where are the <sighs> files that I need and nothing. All it was just like a bunch of screenshots for his Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I do still, I mean, my favorite part, I'm, and stop me if we talked about this, but my favorite part is of Lawrence's time there is when he would have to do interviews, like, like, like facilitate interviews with Mark McNary. Oh, yeah. And, and Mark just would just it. write his answers on a piece of loose leaf and take yeah. a picture of it and email it. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, any, what's funny, and any it got interview. even progressively worse, where like eventually I was, he was like, yo, just do the interview for me. No, any, any interview done with Mark McNary, if you thought you interviewed McNary between <laughs> 2010 and 2014, it was written by Lawrence or myself. Yeah. The yeah. greatest trash the devil years. ever pulled, you know, like <laughs> he did not. And that's what's great about Mark. We've talked about him a lot on this pod. Cause he's the homie, but like, he just really didn't give a shit at all. 
which no. is why he was awesome. Well, you, you, give a, you think you should about the extra shit. to work, yeah, and just also impossible to work with. Truly. And then, and then at a, at an agency where like we like like our bosses like were actively like against the sort of like system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can remember do you, the, the after party in Vegas once, which was like our best attended after party at um, that one place, like off the, the diner. Off, no, no, before that, we did at that diner off the, like on the strip that hadn't been renovated since the seventies. <laughs> like they had like a fire pit and like fake cherry trees in the back. It was the, the cocktail waitresses were all like meth head desert people. Sure. <laughs> and they wore long, like long gowns. Like it was wild. <laughs> But they put peanuts, like little things of peanuts on the table, like as you do. And I can remember once walking over to like the table where a bunch of our colleagues were and they were picking up handfuls of peanuts and just throwing them at the GQ editorial staff. Like a most, a most yeah, important right. contact. contact. <laughs> sure. What is happening here? Sounds about Paul's like course. laughing in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> That really speaks to Mark's difficultness when, like, it, this Jim, is the one place where a guy like you, like, should fit, and he was very hard to work yeah. with. Jim Moore's like, no, I have a peanut allergy. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But Jim, Jim loved Mark. Jim, yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark was, was very popular. He was a lovable curmudgeon. Yeah, and we yeah. Talk, we'll talk about this in a future episode that we recorded in the past because James and I transcend the space-time continuum, but yeah, he was do. ahead of his time. I mean, he's very popular in our little yeah. world, but... He, well, everything that he was did, this is just speaks to the cyclical natures, not just right. fashion, but menswear. Everything now would like fucking hit and like hit, yeah. yep. you know, that yeah. streetwear meets menswear. Shit. No complaints about pricing or anything. And he, Everything's like made in the USA. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And his like commitment to quality, like ultimately yeah. was what was what was the most difficult because he didn't want to ship stuff to be made in like, uh, you know, lesser right. places for cheaper, which is which was a harder like story to tell, I think, at the time than it than it would be now to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Um, well, you know, so it's interesting to hear your perception of us. And, and, you know, I think like it's, this is a question I really want to ask uh, is, uh, the perception that people in the UK have of Americans right now, because it's like, there was a big article in the times about like how everyone across the world is like, yo, what the fuck is going on in America with COVID, not just with Trump, but like with COVID with these fucking, you know, racial social justice upheaval like so right now just like anecdotally what is what are people like over there on the other side of the pond the, the blokes and the lads what are they talk? what are they what the fuck are they saying about us i mean it's you know we, we're not we're in our own i mean i say we like uh, the england is in it or the uk is in its own situation yeah. with, you guys are like, fucked too sure. yeah yeah, right. yeah and i mean we're like you started it motherfucker and we're like barreling toward another lockdown as we speak um so it's like, you know, it's a whole, it's, it's, it's not, we're, we're on the same page in a lot of ways. I think um, just generally like, like pandemic and politics aside, it's definitely um, a thing where you need as an American here to sort of transcend stereotypes. So it takes, and, and, and also just like simple things that seem so obvious, but I didn't, I didn't think when I first moved here, like the cultural differences are in just the way that people socialize. Like I can remember having friends who I went to school with who were, who were from here um, who had a friend come to New York when I was living there. And like, you know, my friend group would come, we'd hang out, we'd exchange phone numbers, we'd invite them out. It's like a much slower process here. And I think there's like a general skepticism around Americans for being loud. Sounds like a little show called Steve Duell in Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, the yeah. Ugly, it's the ugly American like stereotype. Like, well, yeah. I mean, fully. And you know, I mean, it, there's, I mean, it's easy. I mean, now that we haven't had American tourists in London in a long time, but like... Um, you know, I could, I could see, you could pick them out. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could tell an American and it's not because I have any sort of like 
you know, aside from the fact that I'm, I'm American and lived there up until three years ago, my entire life, it's like, you, there's just like a note in difference. Like it's, it's hard to not notice the, the, even like the demeanor. When I visited you, uh, when we linked up, uh, like 2016, 2017, when you're still in school, I believe your speech had, yeah. you had that like inflection where you were like, do you want to go to the local like the, eh, eh, <laughs> or whatever? Um, have you found that you were saying the word cunt more? <laughs> uh, no but you know what it is it is funny like it's not it's just i still get like a little thrill when somebody says it right it's like, it feels so dirty yeah because it's like it's not it's just i mean it's it's not nice by any means but it's not nearly You're not just like, throwing it around at depop hq no no no, no. We, no we wouldn't say it in, we wouldn't say in the workplace but like you know with drought yeah and like you know women say it, everyone's that that word is it's in the ecosystem for sure <laughs> what uh, slang are you adopting yeah God, I try. Or have you adopted and and do not lie for the microphones? I, I won't lie. Sure. I try not to do that because it's 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 Cringy. hard. I have some cringe. I have it's some corny. people who so I cringe. who I know here who are American who like. I'm, I'm like, come on, guys. This is this but is. But like, hey, you guys want to go right? get some cheek? You want to get some cheeky Nando's? Yeah, yeah. Or, or they're like, you know, uh, some cheeky cunts down at the, at the Nando's. Yeah, want to meet like, oh, those cunts at the cunts at the chipper? Like we're yeah. mates. I was like, we're not fucking mates. <laughs> Calm down. Like another um, American person talking to you overseas, but calling you a mate. That's yeah. that's yeah. embarrassing. That's, but there's some, that's there's some stuff. There's some stuff you have to do. Like you know, I call it my flat because it's what people call it here or whatever. But I'm not. But like, I still feel like a dick when I say that. You or say like fries or you say fries or chips. <sighs> I say chips. Well, if I'm ordering them, I say chips. But when right. I'm talking about how I like them, then I say fries. <laughs> <laughs> you call it the chipper, the chip Chippy. shop, the chippy. chippy. Yeah, Fire. I don't. I've never actually heard anyone say that. In oh, I think it's an Irish thing. Maybe. Uh, what What's the one thing about America you miss the most? Just gnaws miss- at your soul. I miss, um, I miss like uh, New York specifically. I miss just like talking to New Yorkers. I miss the sort of just like the, like, uh, you know, that's a spe- New Yorkers are a special breed. And that's like my whole family is, is from there. So I miss that just sort of that, like, you know, that like cultural is secondhand. So you don't really need to say that like people from New York kind of understand. Um, I miss bagels a lot. I miss a good slice of pizza. Mm, you don't have good. Yeah. There's no good pizza in London. What the fuck? Yeah. I miss also like, you know, the, the sort of idea that you can, I mean, now it's obviously different, but like in normal times, you can walk out of your house in New York at 11 PM and have like a full dinner, right. like a full night out here. It's like, you better be situated by seven or you're not going to really, a, that's a bummer I mean, for, for the most part. Yeah. Is that, that that's different than what? the rest of Europe. So that's like a, that's a UK specific thing or an England specific thing. I think it's a UK specific thing. I mean, things just close earlier. Like pubs, some pubs will, oh, the other thing is like pubs will stay open. Like they'll say like, we're open until midnight. I mean, now everything has to close at 10 from COVID stuff, but like right. normally they'll say we'll close at midnight. But if there's only two people in there and the bartenders want to shut down, they're very comfortable just saying, no, you got to go. Whereas like, I feel like in New York, if there's one person in the bar, they'll stay open until 4am for that one person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just found out the other night because like we hadn't been out for a while. And then, you know, the four of us went out the core pod crew and we got like, we were like, oh shit, like even in New York, right? 11 for COVID. It sucks. New York is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, we didn't know either. And New yeah. York is fucking like, dead. Last bro. call, 1030. What? Yeah. So the people, Terrible. Are, are people like going out though in New York at the moment? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, mean, I think so. It's, That's fine. It seems like it. I mean, there's a lot of al fresco. Like I think people are just day drinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what it is. They're just starting earlier um, and just drinking outside. 
Because we have so so pubs close at ten, and we and the, you get you get fined if you're open. Like a, the pub will get, and, and they are enforcing it. But there's this one on the corner I, in my, the new place that I just moved into. That's just like right. That's like two doors down. And the other night, I ran down at like nine thirty. They were like, "Come on in, have a have a pint." And I was like, "This is exactly what I needed." <laughs> when you're here, you're mates. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is it warm beer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's warmer than it is in the states Oof. for sure. Does that bother you, or are you used to that now? Because that sounds I'm, like I'm fucking miserable. Ugh, what a torture. Are there, are there other, are there other like small things that um, that still kind of baffle you or surprise you that you're not used to yet? Yeah, I mean, some of it's like boring shit. Like when like renting an apartment, they list the prices per week, but you pay per month, so you have to what? do like half. <laughs> that's so yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, like even in my in my lease for this place, like it says like whatever it is per week, and I'm like, can you just? I had to ask them to put in. Cause I pay, I pay once a month. So I was like, can you just put in what that is every month? Cause you can't even just multiply that by four. You have to multiply it by 52 and then divide. It's like, a right, price. right. So <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Why is it, is, is there a reasoning behind the complication there? I feel like it was just something from it's some like medieval. Yeah. Some medieval serfdom shit where it's like, <laughs> Oh you the wheat needs to be in the fucking moat yeah. by, you know, the end of the week. Your the tribute per week that you pay the crown, you know, even like, multiply I don't, that by 52. I don't know all of the intricacies of this. So this is just like the top level thing, but like, because people like people own the land when you own, when you buy an apartment, like if I were to buy an apartment, I'm do- I'm doing a 998 year lease or like a 900 year lease. I'm not actually <laughs> buying the apartment, which is just Who like, are you leasing it from the, the, the king, the, 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 the like, I think it's called the freeholders. I get confused about all this, all this freehold that bar down on South third here. in <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're very big overseas, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's like that kind of stuff. I'm just like, what is this? Like what's happening here? What about kind of the reverse? Like, uh, like do you ever, ever have any Emily in Paris moments where like my fucking perspective is valuable as an outsider? God damn it. Um, and I know you're a huge Emily Paris fan. I did watch it. I did watch it. And it is, I saw someone on Twitter was like, basically what this show taught me is write your show right now. Cause they're making anything. Yeah. <laughs> shoot your shot. Yeah. For yeah. real. Shoot or shoot. There's one scene and I took a, I took a video of it on my phone. Cause I just like, couldn't understand. First of all, she wears hood by air in one scene, which is I know. <laughs> like mind blowing. But there's one scene where she's like drunk and making out with somebody. And he tells her that, a champagne it's they weren't drinking out of a flute the glass they're drinking out of was modeled after marie antoinette's breast and then she yeah. puts it on her own breast <laughs> and then he just grabs her other one and that's like the precursor to the sex scene and i'm just like what Hell yeah is happening sure. that definitely has happened in real life ever <laughs> I, chef here's a big fan i made it through one episode and four minutes of episode two and was just like i can't yeah. do this people are hate that's the whole like my wife watched it yeah. but it's just hate watching right for the most part and that's fine, but please don't tweet about it, Chris Black. Um, yeah, do you have any moments where you're just like, I like, you know, people turn to you as like the American, yeah. like whether it's like kind it's of about politics. Like, what what or is it? That, why, yeah. why did Trump tweet this? And you're like, I don't. Fucking yeah, do they ask you as like yeah. the resident? Oh yeah, everyone wants to talk about Trump constantly, like to me at least. I think generally, do they, probably, but, but and they like him? No, um, but they also the, the funny thing is a lot of I get asked a lot about AOC as well. Really? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, she's, she's, she's a she's a global brand, right? At this yeah. point, shit. Yeah, and I don't really have that, like that much to say. I'm just like, yeah, like what? she's a congresswoman who's making it work. I don't know. Like, what, I don't know what else you want me to <laughs> she's tell do, you. She's a working woman who's doing the best that she can. You know, yeah. she's just a working girl. Yeah. Uh, send them the 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 clips. Uh, she's. I feel like she's been on Jesus Marrow like twice now. 
along with us. I know. Well, I think what I'll actually do is just send them a clip of her dancing on the rooftop. I think that. That's yeah. A good one. <laughs> fellow Boston College alum, no? Is she? BU, I BC? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think she might have been BU. Oh. Mm, yeah, because she went Sucks. to BU. Safety Sucks. school. Sucks yeah. BU. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be yeah. you. Wait, wait. wait. Got him. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, good episode title. Steve, do you care that people want to make you like the the resident, like token American? You know, like, you know how it is uh, in America. Oh, I have like a black friend. Are you like, oh, I, I have an American friend and they just fucking turn to you. Do you like, do you appreciate that? Or is that fucking annoying at this point? Uh, no, I don't care. I, the one thing that I don't, that I find like annoying is um, sometimes like my friends, not only like British people, but friends who live here or from other places will send me links to articles about Trump. And I'm just like, I don't have anything else to say about this. Like, you know, right. that I don't like him. And I don't support him. I didn't vote for him. Like, what do you, I, I feel like I have to like have something to say sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't know why he hates everyone. Like, I just, I can't tell you. Yeah. You have no, you're like, I don't have any added perspective here. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know why he put, po- he posted a picture of Joe Biden in a wheelchair today. Like I, I have nothing <laughs> to tell you there. That was objectively a pretty fire meme. Cause it was a um, sick dunk. That's why he yeah. did it obviously. Yeah. Cause, it, Cause that's how he's going to win. Um, Oof. let's talk about Depop for a second. So, you know, and, and you, and you bringing your expertise American or not. I mean, Depop, I don't think people really get it over here. Like, cause I did a bunch of research because I was trying to make, we were trying to make a Def Jam Depop partnership happen. Yeah. And ultimately it didn't happen not for want of effort or, uh, skill with, or handsomeness with me and you more just the other people fucked it up mostly on my end. Um, but Depop is huge in the UK. I mean, it's completely saturated the market and we, you know, the last few times that we've kind of talked, it's about how Depop is really trying to crack the American market. So I guess like, how, how do you tweak things to uh, get Americans on board? Is it like dumbing things down? Is it making it like, are you selling guns on Depop now? Like, how do you, how do you get the American <laughs> consumer on board? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we have an office in New York. So we have people there who are, you know, I mean, Lily, you know, I just want to make sure you're still awake there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not. He's no, taking notes. Don't, don't, don't bother. <laughs> no, but you know, like we have a New York office and we have some people in LA too. So like those people are on the ground too. They get, they, you know, anything that we put together. Well, first of all, they're, they're creating campaigns that are US specific, but also they're, um, you know, they're providing input for it. Uh, it's, you know, just as much as anybody else is. But the, but the over, over lockdown, we, you know, grew a lot for a ton of different reasons. I think people were out of work or, you know, taking a pay cut or furloughed or whatever, or people were just at home and, and trying things out more. Right. So we actually, the U S is now actually our biggest market. Oh um, shit. Yeah. And also stimulus checks. You know what I'm saying? Stimulus little, checks, little, little stimmy. Too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is too, like we, we just, that kind of stuff like matters though. I mean, we can, you can even see in certain markets, like when it's a rainy day, people are on the app more because really? it's like they're at home. Yeah. Cause, because think about it, like our, our consumer is super young. And so like they're, they're pray for rain. They're not in school anymore. The, uh, the resale industry had the exact, uh, different, there's the reaction from the pandemic to, to podcasting and resales night and day. No no one's listening to podcasts right now. Uh, James and I can attest to that. Whereas everyone is at home. Yeah. Fucking copping up. Some, someone call it pandemic profiteering. Other would call it uh, for others. It's just simply trying to survive this pandemic yeah. in, Isn't, in podcast as usual. But you know, um, it was like, we have people on the app who are, who that's like their sole source of income. So the fact that we were able right. to stay operating was, was, yeah, super, yeah, we're all like super happy about that for sure. Remember when, uh, you guys you are heroes. I, I agree, Steve, you're a hero. Yeah. Uh, and I'm an do? essential worker. Yeah. First yeah. Responders. Where's Remember, my, yo. where's my Vogue cover? Edward <laughs> yeah. <and Paul>. yeah. <laughs> Is he on Depop? This shit must be sick. I don't know. You know, a lot of, a lot of editors have like secret 
Right. Because um, it's on the free ask, shit that people have. Yeah. Do people have like burner accounts to kind of like sell off the flow? Yeah, Feepop. Um, what is it called? No, I just made that up like a Finsta, but oh. Feepop. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Feepop. Feepop. Um, Damn, that's what yeah, people, people definitely do. I mean, just today, Bella Hadid tweeted that, or, or Instagram, that like her favorite Depop shop. And we, I had no idea. I mean, I, someone else might have known, but I don't think she has it under her own name. I think it's under a fake thing. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Remember, what's up with. <laughs> Remember when you sat, you like met me at the V Files Depop runway sh- or fashion show yeah, yeah, at Barclays, yeah. and like you walked me in with like <laughs> it was like me, some fucking Def Jam scrub, um, just like you know looking for looking to hang out, and then you walked in with like the me, clout. like the the biggest Depop person in the U.S., like Internet Girl or some shit. Yeah, and she was dressed like a fucking like like a anime space raccoon or something. She's great. She, I mean, we just, we, she just, she made, made over a million um, dollars in sales. On That's Deepa. insane. What? Yeah. 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 I had no she, idea. I had no idea. I was, I was like, who's this like cool TikTok teen? And she literally yeah. was like wearing like raccoon. Like she looked like uh, guardians of the galaxy, like the Bradley Cooper guy. She had a, she had a wig Rocket. Um, on Rocket. in that on, for the V-Files show. Yeah. No, she's yeah. great. I mean, she takes it like really seriously, but also she just has a brand and that she's six. So she does like, um, she's a designer. She does, she does accessories on her own. Yeah. But okay. she, does, it's, she, she sources a lot of vintage. So she'll say to her, um, you know, her followers, like I'm going to do something inspired by the craft or like by clueless or whatever the case may be. And then she'll just pull like vintage items and make that look and sell them in that way. And then she'll just do other like, you know, random, like one-off things too, but she's smart about it. Like she's size inclusive. So she's not limiting herself in any way. She like, you know, thinks about all that kind of stuff, but it's also, it's all like a very specific aesthetic and point of view. Was she, did, did her Depop account like make her an influencer or was yeah. she an influencer? Okay. So, so it was, she was like a, or designer seller first. So she really is like a superstar that was born out of your community. So that's why she's getting the VIP tra- treatment with uh, James and fucking 07 Shaker, whoever the fuck from Def Jam. He was bringing and, through. And no. the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who yeah. were there as James walked in as well. <laughs> and, Damn. Okay. And that's real Lawrence, celebrity. Lawrence, you know who I sat next to? was, do you remember when we did Fashion Bros and we went to Lincoln Center for New York Fashion Week? Yes. And um, Gabriel Held, yeah. uh, you know, famous vintage guy, um, pulled up with uh, like a Filipino Filipino. She's wearing the Tim, the Tim heels, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. like a see-through sheer thing. It was like two degrees out. Um, fuck, what was her name? Like yeah, she, uh, Ray, she Ray's, Ray's B or some shit. Ray's B or something. And then yeah. I, I was like sitting next to her and then like was just like looking at through IG of, of people that had been posting and, and geolocating. I was like, holy shit, it's fucking uh, Slay Riz. That's Slay Riz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Slay, Slay Riz. Riz. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was in a full like uh, like Buzz Lightyear. Isn't she, isn't she like a downtown like figure? And when we interviewed her for Fashion Bros, like it's just us being ignorant, like straight white guys, yeah. like in menswear. Like, but yeah. she was popping even then, right? But we just yeah. didn't know. Yeah, I think she was because we because you know we did it with Vital, so they, I think she was one of their yeah. one of their like lists that they worked with for a long time. But yeah, no, that show was. I mean, I'd never actually gone to a Vital's runway show before that. Like, I'd never done it during Fashion Week. I mean, it's a they're legendary. They're one of the only people. good New York shows, right? Like, yeah. there's that iconic Young Thug moment where he gets up smoking yeah. a blunt and like and adjusting the fit that he then wore on an album cover. Which later, but sad yeah. to sad to state the obvious, but I learned recently to, uh, can confirm that that was staged. That was like oh, obviously, oh, but it? it's still but yeah. it's still fucking sick. I know, which but, is like you you don't want to believe that it yeah, was like right, you want right. to believe it was organic, but like unfortunately, yeah, no, was, no, nothing is nothing is. And then I he wore that, he, yeah, and then he wore. Rox, Rox Brown, I think, uh, was in charge of that. And he, 
was it the dress that he wore on Jeffrey or that yeah. designer? No, that's yeah. It was that, the dress. He yeah. saw so the dress like, in the runway show. Unless yeah. it was like, a, I, I, I think the moment was manufactured, but then I think they were like, yo, we should wear this. Uh, and then the yeah. cover became a moment. So that's like the one cool organic thing. So yeah. James, not everything is a lie. Just yeah. most right, things good. are lies. Everything, everything is capitalism. Yeah. Everything is capitalism. Exactly. Um, Dude, I mean, obviously you've already mentioned TikTok. You've already mentioned like, uh, you know, 90% of the Depop audience is under the age of 26. Yeah. Are you now, after a few years um, at Depop, are you Gen Z fluent or are you still slacking your interns like private like, yo, yo, what does this TikTok mean? Yeah. Hitting up Lily yo, to ask. Yo, yo who's PP <laughs> cocaine? <laughs> um, I think I know what I, it's on a need to know basis. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So there, and there's also some things I just like let some things pass me by. I'm just like, I'm not going to like cottage core. I was like, I don't need to know about that. <laughs> that's just, right. that's just, uh, that's just gorp for basic bitches. Yeah. yeah. So that's and fine. Other dudes. people can handle that. Pinterest one. gorp. One go. Pinterest. Like there. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I know enough. I know what I need to know, you know? <laughs> what was it what do you, is there one thing that stuck out that like really yeah, kind of like that you that, that you thought was you. cool yeah that, that you thought you, was yeah. but you're like damn this is actually like tasteful from the younger generation of zoomers yeah i mean it's not so much a like a specific kind of style trend but just the amount of of people who who care about sustainability in like a real way and are, right. and it's and then like actually like not asking other people for how to do things just figuring stuff out on their own and like kind of like whether it's like upcycling or, you know, whatever the case may be, just like doing it, like yeah. not, not waiting for permission, I guess, right. and so, or, yeah. or like to be sort of trained. Like that's, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like super cheesy, but that is the thing that, that is the no, most true. inspiring. No, it's it. true. That generation of even like cool guys and girls, like their respect for vintage definitely feels yeah. there's a magnitude around that, that I think kind of like passed by us. Not that vintage, I mean, vintage is always cool. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's definitely a, a, a focus um, and how it's shared, like it's, um, it's a flex, right. Yeah. Which is, which is great to see, but I, I agree. That's something that you like. Yeah. You, you want to give these motherfuckers that are coming to steal our jobs, no fucking credit, but credit, where is credit? Where is I mean, they're credit. also just like, they're so nice. Like the sellers, especially they're like so nice to each, they're so supportive to each other. And it's not, it's not fake. It's like, right. yeah, this is, they like shout each other out all the time or they'll buy from each other and shop from each other. And it's, it's like, a, it's a, it's nice that it's, it can be like, not, a negative thing when everything else feels so negative, you know. Do you follow um Depop drama on IG? Yeah. <laughs> it's so um, I don't, but I it's it, it's we all, we all yeah. We know but you but like it, it's all like usually it's just like very yeah. funny mix-ups. It's like right. oh shit, sorry, I yeah. left my ketamine in the pocket. I didn't mean to send that to you. Or you know, or can, can you can send you, the K back? Yeah. Or like yeah. Or can I wear this track jacket in like a little squabble outside the pub and then some dude doing like full like you know roundhouse kicks like into a, into his front facing camera and the guy's like all right sick like yeah. I can definitely fight in this. I can maneuver. You know. I mean it's it's yeah. There's a lot of I mean my one of them. Uh, so we did something with Selfridges. Um, where like we had different uh, sellers come in and like every two weeks they change or every week or whatever they changed and different sellers came in and you know, Selfridges obviously looks at everything and whatever. Yeah, and yeah. somebody had like a, like a package of like biscuits, like tea biscuits in the pocket of this, of this jacket. And the people at Selfridges were just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> How did this arrive in our show right. with a, a thing of biscuits in the packet? <laughs> um, as a, as a Pulitzer prize winning journalist, I Googled Depop and went to news in Google, uh, about an hour ago. And the big news, the big ticket news item recently was someone was trying to sell a pizza for like 80 pounds on Depop recently. And that like had oh, a bunch of headlines. That, that and that and your quote and cover tour. 
yeah, I know, which I did a long time ago and it was great, but I was also just like, I could, I wish I had a, you know, a do over that. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. That's what this podcast is for, man. You know, exactly. Well, which brings me to my next question. I'm the transition Titan. Why is it? So like, you know, we talk about how the Gen Z, they're just doing it. And it's like, they're not waiting for permission. And it's like, yo, brands, like if you're trying to actually get into sustainability, you know, green fashion, what like, which doesn't exist, but if you're trying to do it, like, why don't you learn from them? Why is it? And part of it is that, but why is it that brands are finally, finally coming around to the resale marketplace? Cause it wasn't that long ago that brands were like, Ugh, what the fuck? Oh, this yeah. is terrible for us. This dilutes our brand, uh, you know, yes. equity. This is, this is, we don't benefit. We don't monetize this. Like why, why Super is it now? antagonistic? Even from my experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you That's have like point. Chanel sued the real, real, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like stuff was real. I think people, all, I think, you know, there's a couple of different things and, and like brands across the board generally are at different levels with understanding like some responsibility for all the stuff that they create and how, and how they can do that in a meaningful way. Um, for some people, it's like, resale is exciting and, and Depop specifically because you have to interact with your customer. Like we don't, we don't give brands features that, that the individual seller doesn't have. So like you can message if a brand's on Depop, you can message them, like DM them, you can comment and like. No, playing field is level by design. Yeah. 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 No, doesn't matter if you're verified. Yeah. No, blue checks, blue checks don't matter. Blue checks. <laughs> what, and is the philosophy there just like if you want to be a member of this community, like you are, you just have to. You're just like anyone else, right? That's the whole thing. Where it's it, that, yeah. that's, that's on purpose. Well, because like if you think of like so, we did something with um with like Anna Sui in in the U.S. and like she. There's a lot of sellers in the U.S. and uh, who are selling that because it's like you know 90s and, and early 2000s mm-hmm. and that aesthetic is kind of popular. And so like having her herself on there selling stuff alongside of them is like a cosign okay. for them. But sure. if it was, if it was not, and she wasn't really, and that, you know, the, the people running the, running who she works with running that account weren't really engaged, then it would be like undercutting the seller or so, or you know what I mean? It would be, it wouldn't be the, like it, it would also look out, of, it would look out of, like you wouldn't have the context, right? Yeah. If you didn't know who she was, but you're just like, Oh, I fuck with the aesthetic purely, you know, on an aesthetic objective level, like without knowing the background and, and the history, then to have like a shiny thing, like not mixed in with like the, the civilians, like it would just stick out in the wrong way. Yeah. And I think also like, it's, you know, for a brand that's never thought about anything, any kind of responsibility at all, like circularity is a really easy thing to, to, to think about because you have this product, they're all sitting on inventory. Like they always have archives or backstock or overstock right. or something. So this is like an entry level way to get into it. So we, we, you know, we have to be careful. And me specifically as the brand partnerships person that we're not becoming like the safety net for overproduction. Right. So we want to basically, you know, come on here, do the stuff you've made. Let's, let's get, let's get that moving. Let's get it sold to people who will sell it on afterwards who already have that behavior. Um, but then like, you know, this is just the first step and it's an easy right. first step really. Cause it's, it's pretty easy to get on the platform. Who are some other uh, notable partners that you guys have worked with that you want to shout out? So we did something, we did a UK only partnership with Ralph Lauren, which was really cool. We had people who sell a lot of his stuff. Um, they found a lot of hard to find vintage, you know, archival pieces that we sold half on the app and then half in their flagship store in London, which was great. Um, we did something with Christopher Raber in the summer, which was really cool. He, he sold pre-cut kits from like end of roll fabric and, and, and dead stock. And you could make like bucket hats at home with them, which was great. Um, on the women's side, we, yeah, we did honestly, we did Rodarte. Um, we just launched a band's collaboration. And then we did um, in February for the first time, we had someone actually, so Richard Quinn, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a designer who's based here. 
um, do you remember that the fashion week when Cardi B was wearing that, that, um, like kind of she had like a kerchief with like the face mask on that was a floral yeah. print. Yeah, that's him. So okay. he did, he made some stuff for us specifically, like exclusively from end of roll fabric, which was cool. Cause his stuff is like, you know, entry level price point is like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah. Sure. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the first time we ever had, had a designer like make stuff, a designer of, of that kind of level make stuff for us, which was pretty exciting. Did all these brands like, did they immediately get it or did it, was it your job to kind of like cajole and convince and yeah. like, who, who did just immediately get it and like, yes, sign me up. Like, I want to tap into this Gen Z uh, resell Venn diagram. Yeah. I mean, Rayburn, Christopher Rayburn got it immediately. Um, you know, we did something with like Vaquera in New York briefly, just around sort of their, their runway show. They was, got it the butt was it the butt challenge? <laughs> no, no, no. This was like, this was last year, but they got it. Um, they got a sweet, like I said, she got it. Redarte, those people did. I think sometimes it's like, it's not so much like we need to, by the time they're talking to us, like they kind of understand what they can get out of it. It's more just like how would be how, like 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 you know logistically how does it work? Right. Like that's that's where most of the time is spent. I think. Speaking of like what they're getting out of it, have you seen like it's a sustainability play? Since that's like not that it's not important, but it's definitely a trend um, that we've been seeing. Or is it like kind of like yo? this resale market is happening independent of what we're doing. Like we want to fucking dip our toe in and we want to make money too. Like do you, is it a balance? Is it one or the other? Or is it like, you know, maybe I think it's lip a little, service? Yeah. It's a little, I don't think it's lip service for the ones that we work with. Cause we, cause we have like, you know, we have like a head of sustainability, for example, who does her due diligence on everything. And, and we kind of talk to her about a lot of that kind of stuff. I think it's a little bit of both really like they're, they're looking at, um, like case by case, I'm sure. Right. Too, depending yeah. on like, the but I mean, brand. everybody's talking about resale. Like, the, I mean, right. it's been, it's been let way. The most forward thinking brands have been talking about it, but now right. like everyone, I mean, do you, you know, it's unavoidable, right? I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Do you think yeah. Gucci, one of the biggest brands in the world signing up, signing their partnership with real world is going to like break the dam down. And now like every brand is going to be like, all right, how do we partner up with a Depop or real real or, or rent the runway or anything? I mean, probably. I think the thing is, like, you have to make sure that it is meaningful. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many? We've seen this so many times with like sustainability collections from a fast fashion brand, where it's like 001 percent of what right. they're doing, and it's like the nice ad spend. Try. Yeah, like the ad spend on it. You know, they have a beautiful campaign of some girl like running in like a thing of reeds by a river to show <laughs> sustainability, but it's like not. <laughs> but like, you know, they're still they have an art director. Anything. Right. I know I could. Right? Uh, of of the uh, of the brands that you've partnered with specifically, who who do you think sold the best, or like who do you think had like the best reaction from these these Zoomers that like maybe didn't know about Anna Suya Rodarte or even like Breathe New Life into Ralph? Who sold the best um, from your po- point of view? Yeah, I mean they were all they, and I'm not just saying this because it's like you know towing the party line, but they were all really successful, and I'm really happy. We haven't we haven't hit a dud yet, which is who, cool. there's who no is bricks. The, no, who bricks. is the least no successful? Bricks. Yeah, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> but Why don't I mean, you I will, sip sip some more of that G and T, and then we'll, yeah, we'll circle yeah. back. We'll revisit. I will. I will say this. I was because we also you know we want to set them up for success. So we'll say like when you're new to the platform, don't list you know thousands of items. Like keep it tight, and then you can restock it. But um, I will say the amount of it, of product that Rodarte sold was, and, and how quickly they sold it was was really. Oh, velocity played a, but, played a role into okay. Was that because so like is that because the the Depop users knew Rodarte from when they were growing up, or was it just that the Rodarte aesthetic just fucking clicked because that era that they came up in is yeah, like perfect the, storm the aesthetic that is popping right now. I think it was that. I also think like we. I mean, frankly, we got a ton of press on it. 
and I think that also made it made it a difference. Shout out to our PR team in the U.S. Um, but yeah, they greenlit no, I mean, green this pod, so shout out them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and actually, you know what? When I when I asked, so Becca is our head of PR. When I asked her um, if I, I was like, "Can I go on this pod?" and she was like, "As long as you give me a shout out." So, oh, shout out, well, Becca. there you go, uh, <laughs> Steve. As the uh, head of brand partnerships, like who is your? And if you had your druthers, who's your dream partner or dream partners? Oh, I mean, there's a lot. There's, there's, I think like, you know, the sort of like mass, like, you know, working with like a Nike or an Adidas or a Reebok or like one of the ones who sell a lot. I mean, we, we, I, I would, I would love to work with Ralph again and, and do something different there. That was also like, that was a UK only partnership. So to, to get something that was like global or in the US would be amazing. But there's, there's like brands that, that, which I feel like we could do something really cool because just the resources are there from our side and from theirs. But I, I've always, I'll always have a soft spot for like the indie or smaller designers. Bro, um, Mark McNary. Mark McNary. No, but you know, there's brands like, you know, like Bethany Williams here in London is like a real sustainability fucking leader or like, you know, the brand like Bodie. I think like yeah. our, our community probably needs a little bit more time before, before we would do something with Bodie necessarily. And also like her price point is, is super high. Sure. So you have to figure out a way to make yeah. it a bit more accessible. But like those kind of things, it's like the, I, I like the big, the big ones that are kind of like splashy, but the. the well, it's almost like, how do you, how do, how do you even work with, I know Depop is like not small potatoes, but like, how do you, how do you work with a Nike? It's like almost like too big. Right. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, they, it's, you know, it, they wouldn't necessarily like a brand that has such a set distribution like system and have all those channels, you know, they wouldn't necessarily like open up a Depop shop. Right. Um, and I, you know, I can't speak to Nike specifically. They might, but I'm saying like, you know, brands of that, of that size. size. Yeah. Um, but you know, we could work with like sellers, you know, I think, okay. yeah. And, and like kind of whether it's like, I think there's, there's a huge appetite for, for sellers for like sourcing inventory, whether that's like dead stock to make something new with or upcycle things or just like getting them product and stuff. So that's always, that's like a very much something that I'm, that I'm interested in talking more about for sure. You mentioned a uh, price point, Steve, is that the thing that you guys are super sensitive to when you're thinking of like partners that can come in, like what, where they sit versus like what your audience can typically afford. Is that like the main thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's not necessarily as a number so much as it's like, you want to make sure it's worth it and that you can sort of like uh, communicate that value in a way that makes sense. What's the average price of a transaction on Depop? Oh, come on. I can't tell you that. <laughs> really? Oh, I don't know. No. What, okay. What's no, the no. most expensive thing you've ever seen sold on Depop? Besides the pizza, the $80, yeah. the 80 pound pizza. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you any, I mean, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you anyway, but I actually don't remember it, but I know some of our highest selling items. Uh, when I looked it up once, like a year ago, it was a set of two Rolexes that sold on Depop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, when it sold so this, what? And it sold. Yeah, they, the same buyer bought two as like a, a bundle from the same seller. It was Brandon, it was Brandon sales. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was Drake buying a Chrome Hearts Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of Drizzy, one of the biggest rappers in the world, you don't really you you uh, work with brand partnerships, not necessarily celebrity partnerships, but um, I think early on, like that was kind of under your purview, and yeah. a celebrity that I know that you work closely with because you were like in charge of kind of uh, bringing Depop to the Texas region. And yeah. if you wanted to work with a Texas big celebrity and you worked with Megan the Stallion. Hot girl the Meg. Stallion. Hot girl, hot girl Meg. 
Well, how yeah, was that? Was, like, just tell us about that. Cause I don't even know what to ask you. Like, yeah. That's just, I mean, it was, it was great. You know, we worked with her team and they were all, it, it was also at a time when she had like a whole new team. So this was the campaign launched in January of, of January, 2020. And so we did most of it. Like we started talking to, to her team in like October, probably September, October. Oh, maybe even a little, fast. A little yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got her at like the right time because she obviously, you know, she's just like her profile is just like skyrocketing. She went nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, this is like the kind of thing that it's, you know, it, it like if you had told me as like a kid or whatever, I mean, obviously I wouldn't, wouldn't know what Megan Stallion was, but if you told me like, you're going to fly to Dallas for 48 hours to like do a photo shoot with Megan Stallion, it felt very like glamorous. So sure. I was like pretty excited about it. But no, she was great. I mean, she came in, her stylist had previously bought stuff on Depop and we, and we kind of knew that. So like she was familiar with it. She was a super fucking professional. I mean, came in. Like I have never, cause you know, you see from complex or from, you know, wherever, from writing for other places, you see it's sort of like some behind the scenes stuff. I've never seen someone come in and we filmed some behind the scenes content with her where she, we like gave her like rough of what we kind of wanted to portray in the video. She hit those fucking talking points, like one take every single time. It was, it was very, she's impressive. a pro. She's a fucking pro. Also came and did her own hair and makeup. Really? Wow. Save you yeah. a bunch of money. Yeah, right. So unlike every other celebrity. Well, she's smart. She was pocketing that budget, right? That right. went right back in the fucking hot girl's pocket, baby. So yeah, unlike every other though. celebrity interaction Lawrence and I have had, she was not yeah. a monster. Yeah. No, she was great. I mean, it was it was great too because like we so we kind of, you know, we were her agent was on set with us when she was getting because she got ready at home and then she showed up to set. Um and so she came and there was like one car that came and her stylists were in it, and then another car that came and had like some other team members. And then we're like, oh, this is probably her. And it was just an assistant with her dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, so did she open a shop? Like what, it, what was... Yeah, so she, um, her shop opened uh, with uh, all the proceeds going to uh, F Cancer, the, the cancer charity. What was, she, uh, what was she trying to move? She, she took a lot of stuff from her, from her own closet, but then also stuff that she wore in some music videos. Oh, nice. So you could have bought things that Megan The Stallion like, performed in war personally it's like memorabilia you know yeah yeah because you know if she like she said some of the costumes for some of the wardrobe from the hot girl summer video for example she sold like she's not gonna wear that again you know what right. i mean like in her i mean maybe in her personal life but she's not going to wear it in like the you know on stage or whatever because it's was that bought by like super fans or like perverts or like you know, tory <laughs> lane no, it, like... <laughs> it was bought by fans <laughs> that's good because who might be perverts could... let's not shame yeah. the fans right there's it's a lot of inter- it's a called lot. intersectionality listen, listen a lot of our fans are fucking talking about perverts. God damn. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So is that, yeah, that should be your next Patreon move. You know, like Warren, Warren boxers. Just oh yeah. Show, <laughs> Warren, just showing feet, dude. Warren Stussy, our <laughs> legacy workshop boxers. Yeah. Skid marks intact. Okay. Extra sweaty. Do you have, um, besides Megan, and I know like celebrities aren't your thing anymore, but like, is there a white whale celebrity that you would love to get on? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking through like, I mean, obviously like, you know, like the Beavers and the ASAP Rockies of the world, I think would just like cause hysteria. Beaver yeah. to sell some Crocs on Depop. Yeah. Beaver Crocs, baby. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I think like I would love to see, you know, I mean, this is like not, this is kind of not a surprising thing, but like Harry Styles or something like Gucci up on, on Depop. Let's see. You're not going to wear those things again, you know? Those flare pants up there. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen any uh, throwing fits merch pop up on Depop yet? I have not. I should have looked before I did, but no, yeah. I have not seen it yet. That's, should have that's, looked. that's pretty cold. I'll say if so, this stuff just, those shorts just came out. Someone's 
Yeah, yeah some of them are probably still in the mail. The boots someone, are, I, boots I will are say knows. the boots, and I only know this because I got a notification, but someone was trying to flip their boots on the Reddit and then they immediately deleted it. They don't even have them in hand, right? The body's, <laughs> like, body's not even in the ground, man. And it was already, you hate to see that. How did those do? Did they, was it did well with success? Yeah, yeah, I was very well. happy. The, the Gaba Ghouls yeah. at the meatball factory were very happy. <laughs> it, um, it beat expectations for sure. Like no bullshit. Like we weren't, ex- you know, expected to sell like thousands, but it definitely did better than we thought, which was great. And they were super Super happy, and really we got a free cool. dinner yeah. out of it. Now it's just a matter of them nailing the fulfillment. Yeah, now <laughs> like, they just gotta fucking make the boots and ship them. So good luck. <laughs> oh, were they all made? To, were they made to order? Yeah, it was it was all, all made to order. We're, we're very, wow. we're very sustainable. We're heroes yeah. too, Steve. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Who should we see them to in the UK? Yeah, like who's cool. like a big name that would like fucking move some move some Gully Guy Leo. Gully <laughs> Guy Leo. <laughs> he DJed something for us once, and people like lost their fucking minds in New York too. I didn't know he was like. Yeah, he's a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, you know, get him on get him on Stormzy, Skepta. Shut up. I love Stormzy. Not not Wiley, who we know is an anti Semite. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. Also just like it's like the JK rally, like why are you talking? Like, yeah, what, yeah. like why are you saying You're rich, and, go away. And <laughs> like and it well, it's all also interesting too, because so many like celebrities put their foot in their mouth all the time, right? And then they like, you know, backtrack and there's a whole thing. But like Wiley was like doubling down so hard, which I guess is kind of like JK Rowling. She's like She wrote know. a fucking book about it. Yeah, wrote a book yeah, about being a she wrote the book on being a turf, man. What can I say? That is wild. Yeah. Uh, Yo, what? we should have sent some boots to King Cruel. King Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he's British. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, writing, I'm, writing, I'm writing that down. Archie. Jamie XX. Get him yeah. off. <laughs> Brooklyn Beckham. Um, all right. Well, it's, if it's not throwing fits merch, because uh, it's not on Depop, because it's there's not much out there in the world yet, there will be one day. What was the last John you copped personally on Depop? And do you have a copying budget? Ooh. I don't have a copying budget. Um but that is a good point to bring up in my performance review tomorrow at 10 It is. That um, should be one of your demands. It for should sure. be. I'm going to revise my... And then what you do is you just buy from yourself. You set up a burner and then you buy from yourself. That's how you launder wow. money. I like that. It's la- like laund- straight up laundering. I like that. That's a good option. Sure listen, I'm not above it. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know what the um, fee is, but you just put in your promo, your employee promo code or whatever. And, you know. I have a VPN. I'll throw them off the trail completely. <laughs> Damn, dude. You're like a black hat hacker, man. I know. Steve Duel from the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> um, dark, dark web duel. <laughs> dark web duel. It's like they, like they say. Yeah. Um, wait, what was it? Oh, my last, yeah. The I last, bought, thing you- last thing I bought on Depop, I bought um, uh, like an, uh, a vintage Benetton rugby shirt. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, which is pretty cool. I bought um, this. Well, whatever. I bought from, you know, Idea Books? Yes. They have a Depop shop. And they, uh, I bought the um, 1982 Marky Mark Interview Magazine, which was pretty, <laughs> pretty great. Okay. It's, a, it's fully Bruce Weber. I know, problematic at this stage, but it wasn't back then. We didn't know. And also um, Mark Wahlberg, by the way. Yeah, true. Kind of, that's a that's a that's a great combo right there. Yeah, <laughs> between the two of them. Never Sleep, forget a sleeper, a sleeper, problematic fella. <laughs> yeah, never forget Mark Wahlberg could have um, stopped Almost. the nine eleven planes. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. yeah, it, it wouldn't have went down like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. His his quote was like, "It'd be real messy in first class." Thanks. <laughs> 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 He's well, a psycho. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely bragged about almost murdering a uh, like a Vietnamese man. So yeah. that's also out there, you know. Cool. Blinded so, him. Or he yeah, or, or, yeah, whatever. Fucking Jesus Christ. I'm sure he's not seeing any of the profits from my from my 
sale. So that's hopefully yeah. not. Um, yeah, the, I actually bought quite a bit from, from idea books recently. And then I bought sometimes, you know, it's like a, you just go down these, these rabbit holes. I did buy, there's one, there's one purchase. I'm not going to say it's a regrettable purchase, but I actually have it right here. Um, but I don't know what the plan was, but I have, I bought a, a Louis Vuitton <laughs> racquetball cover. <laughs> you play racquetball? Nope. Nope. Sure don't even have a racket. Do you have a racket? <laughs> nope. What? It, it looks like, it looks like a Game of Thrones, like what they like kept their wine in. I don't know if you can like fill it with wine, oh, like seal, right, seal like up the, the zipper. Yeah, like a, jug, a, fl- a flagoon or whatever, a flagon. <laughs> a some flagoon? Shit. A flagoon? I just thought, yeah, you know, I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Wow. What can, can I be good and ask what you pay for that? It wasn't that much. It was under 100, 100 pounds. But I know, I know the um, the seller, and he's he's legit. So I think he just probably had it, and no, no one else probably wanted wow. it. But this, so Depop, the thing is about Depop um, for people that don't know it is that there, it's almost like a social media platform, right? Like mm-hmm. there's like clicks, there's likes, there's comments. Uh, you know, when when I think like Vanity Fair maybe wrote about Depop, and they're talking about um, like cool high school girls were like not like something so that their enemy cool girls or mean girls won't see that they've liked it and like subvert them and, and cop like Gate, finesse the coop. They're, and, like, yeah. they're like the coop and cop. They're gatekeeping. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think that was the, I think it was Matt, Matt Schneier's New York magazine. Piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That, um, yeah. no, but basically, yeah, it's like woven into like the social fabric of like mean girl, you know, rich high schoolers now here, at least, you know, in some parts of, I think New York or LA, um, I mean, shopping, shopping likes is that's a real thing. That's insane. Uh, but are there like the community is fucking buzzing, mate? Are there like meetups and shit? Like not now, but like you know, yeah. are, like does yeah. this spill over into real life? Yeah, no, for sure. And and, it's, and then like in in pandemic times, it's it's crossover. Like we have people who are you know making lists. Like for example, during um, this last you know the summer's wave of of like BLM protests, a lot of like people in the UK were sort of like, what can we do? You know, we we there were protests here, but it wasn't as as um, kind of widespread as it was in the states, and so we had. Sellers here who were just like your police making, weren't just murdering black people left and right. right. With I mean, guns. not left and right, but it does. It definitely happens here too. I went. To, there were a few. There were a few things here. I went to a few of them, but it just. It sort of like. It felt like very much like it came in like two weeks, and then we're, everyone was sort of like, "Okay, we did it." Um, yeah, that's kind but, of the same here, except like I don't know, five months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, sorry, I'm being insufferably woke again. <laughs> But um, no, but so yeah, like, I mean, they, they were making like, rather than like meeting up in person where maybe before they would have come together, because sellers will come together and do like a, a, a car boot sale, they call it, you know, like a, like a, a flea market or whatever. But they were doing like lists of, of like black on Depop shops and things right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard yeah, any like way. love stories that have happened Ooh. on the platform? I'm sure the ro- there are, Romance. Yeah. There's definitely people who've met who have become, I know, cause we just had a, like an internal panel with some sellers. We got to ask them questions and stuff. And I know that there were some who were, became roommates, flatmates, if you will. Flatmates. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's sweet. They yeah. just like needed, like, they just knew that they needed to get a place with like big closet space. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Their motivations are the same. Um, all right, Duel. Well, obviously, you know, you've risen kind of to the, uh, against all the odds, you've risen to the top. <laughs> You're on all the panels. Um, you're the head of brand partnerships at Depop. One on this fucking, podcast for a second podcast. time. Nope, yeah. for the first time. Oh, right. On this podcast for the first time. Excuse right. me. So for the 18 million listening at home that are always Includes looking your for ways. Yes. Including shout out Peter. Yeah. Shout out Peter. Shout out Becca. Shout out Jack. Are any other coworkers you want to shout out? Lily. Nope. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lily for sure. 
Any coworkers um, you don't want to talk, you don't want us to talk about, who yeah. you fucking hate? Yeah. No, who who no. sucks? Who they're, sucks? They're a, they're a great, great crew. Who clogged the loo? <laughs> no, nobody clogged <laughs> You know, we do have in the, in the New York office, I mean, in the London office, we have designated um, bathrooms we are not allowed to do a number two. Oh, really? That's yeah. official policy, or is that just an unspoken rule amongst this? Came, this came from from the people, from the gente, we, from we top this top yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is bottom up. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> nice. Um, <Yeah. laughs> what is okay? So for that, for the, all the kids listening at home, and I think like one challenge when you're trying to break into the industry is that you don't really understand how big the industry is and like how many jobs actually are available and how many like especially uh, everyone's like, oh, how do we a designer? How do we an influencer? Whatever, whatever. But um, you've kind of done it all, right? You've done editorial, you've done PR, you've done uh, you know partnerships, digital retail. What's so like? I can't pinpoint uh, your jack of all trades. So like, if you were to give someone foundational advice on getting into, let's just say, the digital side of menswear, what would it be for them? Um, I mean, aside from the sort of like kind of very trite stuff about you know believe in yourself and have a point, no, or believe in your point of view and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> I think it's like don't act like you know everything, first of all, because like nothing turns people off of who've been working in the, the industry for a long. I mean, I see, you know, I'm sure you guys do that. You see people on Twitter who've like worked for 35 seconds somewhere <laughs> and they're, uh, or, or never anywhere. And they're just like fans. Usually never, usually yeah, never. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, just, to, and, it, and it's not about like a gatekeeping thing or like, you know, this sort of, you have to pay your dues. It's just like, know what you know. And, and know what you don't know. And then like do some, do some rigorous thought around that. Because if I you think know what you know, then you know. Exactly. And then I know what you know and you know all that. But no, I think that's, that is truly the biggest thing. It's like, it is a little bit about, it's a little bit about staying humble, but it's mostly just about like, keep, keep doing what you're doing, but just like, like don't, don't assume that you know everything and, and, and don't wait for an invitation to learn more, but like just kind of, try to understand exactly what is going on and not just what you think, you know. Well, let's talk about specific. Type down like, and listen. The adults yeah. in the room are talking. Yeah. I mean. Speak when spoken of, to. But not really. <laughs> Speak when spoken to, little boy. Yeah. Um, but like what specifically kind of like being on the cutting edge of where technology and fashion and community building meet, like any thoughts there? Or is it kind of the same thing? Are there in more just like, right bullshit? No, I mean, in terms of like get it, like understanding the importance of community and things like that, or like how someone gets a leg in the door. I think I think it's more. Uh, I think it's more because the technology, the technology, the te- the intersection of technology and fashion has like never been um, moving quicker and like developing quicker. So I guess it's more like how do you kind of get up to speed and then like get and then actually get on the moving train. Yes, I think an opportunity. Yeah, you have to like you have to really be a user first. I mean, for like just Depop specifically, like we hire from within our community all the time. Oh, really? That's oh cool. yeah, 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 for sure. That's so, definitely like, great yeah. advice for sure. Grail yeah, like, too. That was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, like get on there, use it. Users and, like, tap in. Yeah, and you know you don't have to be like the top seller in the world, but like uh, having that innate understanding of how it works and bringing that to a job interview, for example, and right. having some real tangible experience that can inform how you answer questions and all that kind of stuff. That's the way to, the way to, I go. mean, this product like, knowledge comes from, right? You got to fucking yeah, use it. Yeah. I mean, we like to, I can tell you this, like our product team, when, when they're thinking about new features, 90%, sometimes it's just like back end stuff that like, you know, you wouldn't know unless you were there, but like 90% of what we do comes from feedback that people, that community members have given us. I mean, that was my biggest beef with, uh, the pilot of Emily in Paris. It's like, I'm the social media experts, like bitch of 38 followers, like <laughs> 32. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were some plot holes for sure. Um, All right. The, I think the realist, the most realistic thing is that she was insufferable and her captions were fucking stupid, and yet she went still went viral. That that tracks. Also, it's yeah. not two hundred thousand likes. It's not yeah. cool to be taking photos of like other people's kids without permission or like people like oh uh, you know and like posting that shit. Like that's probably illegal. Maybe not in France where it's you know a nation of perverts and yeah. pedophiles, but here in America, that's where we draw the line. Well, yeah. Thank you, well, thank why you, thank they, you guys if, for reviewing the efficacy of Emily in Paris. This is uh, this is important shit. If they could just frame it that she was an anti-hero, the show would be <laughs> perfect, like great. Like She's if she was the villain, room. you know what yeah. I mean? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she is <laughs> fundamentally a villain. <laughs> Walter White in Paris. All right, yeah. Duel. Um, thank you for indulging us and spending an hour and a half talking about ourselves. Let's move on to the second topic of this podcast, which is, of course. What makes the world go round? Money. Sure. A-ching! Uh, so I don't know how it is over there, but here in America, we've re- we, Lawrence and I, have revolutionized the entire um, perspective around you know, salary, transparency, uh, money in general, knowing your worth. It's, it's because we've been doing this since day fucking one. Um, it's very important that people understand you know, their value in the marketplace and if we continue to hide this from one another, then how are we, the people, ever going to rise up? So my question is, how much money do you make? Yeah. Um, not in telling US you, but I, will, <laughs> but I will tell you that... Well, I tell us in pounds and we'll, we can convert it. <laughs> we won't be able to. I'll, t- I'll, tell tell you quid. Australia, I'll tell you in Australian dollars, it's like <laughs> $27 million. <laughs> um, no, I think but what I will say is like we did do internally like a, an abandoning or like a leveling exercise. Oh, nice. So oh, nice. we don't know what, like, I don't know specifically what my colleagues make, but I know based on their position, what the like bracket is. And that was, I think that's useful. So you can't so, do that bullshit where it's like, look, we can't afford to give you a raise, but we're going to give you a title change. It's like, no, the title change comes when I enter that band, I yeah. enter this new range of salary. Yeah. And it also like, it, 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 it like inherently came with explanations as to why that was, you know what I mean? Like why the, why the decisions were made like that. So that, that level of transparency, I think is good. I mean, I think if you can work in a place, I think it's hard to sort of retrofit that a little bit sometimes when yeah. you're, especially in the company that's like growing and people are right. coming in at all different levels and right. not necessarily like the level that's equal to where they were before. I remember Buzzfeed be- had to do that. Uh, they tried to retrofit a pay band structure it was a fucking nightmare because they were already like a 50,000 yeah, sure. person company or whatever at that point. Yeah. When, when you know that, that kind of stuff is good though. When you're doing that exercise, Steve, have you, are you thinking about like how much money you'd like to make? Like, is that something you've thought about? Like, I'm sure you're content to some degree, but you know, yeah. is there, is there a magic number? Um, more is the magic number. Always? <laughs> more. No, I think, I think like, I mean, I thought about it. It's also, it is, it is really different in London. Truly. Like the cost of living here, does seem i mean manhattan and, and new york in general is ridiculous you right know what i mean like it's just like you're just it's like it's a you're there it's like actively trying to get you to not live there it's like a, you know what i mean um but yeah i mean i would love to make i think i think like i don't want to be you know i don't want people asking me for money yeah, that sucks. But I, but I want to make enough that I don't have to. But think Steven, about it. I gave you twenty pairs of <laughs> NA socks when you were thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I don't know who would be asking me for money, like, yeah. <laughs> but just the thought of it. But um, no, yeah, like just, to, just the thought is terrifying on its own. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I think you know. I want to. I want to. I would love to clear up clear a milli sometime soon in pounds. I think you and me yeah, both, brother. I think in um, 
there's also like other real things that, I mean, I'm not going to say no to a paycheck for this reason, but like my salary here affects the taxes I pay in the U S as well. Sure. So I, have to, I still pay taxes in the U S so like it does, it starts to get a little, starts to get real at a certain yeah. point. Pretty soon you'll be on the dole. Yeah. Double, double taxed. Well, when you're not taxed by uncle Sam and uncle Boris or the queen, <laughs> um, what do you like to spend your money on besides, uh, Louis Vuitton, Racket, racket cases, <laughs> all covers. Yeah. Besides, besides John's, what are you spending your money on? Even um, though we're in a fucking pandemic. Right. Yeah, normally it would be like like going out to eat or like going out and at like night. Like that is really truly. And and I mean travel too, because like you, but you can travel so easily to like the continent here without spending a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I like traveling and stuff is good. I don't like to stay in like the five star, like a, like a nice boutique hotel more. Yeah. Um, and I like to kind of like that gets around. dicey in Europe. I mean, the, the star, okay. the star system doesn't really align with the States here, but three star in Europe is shit is a hostile, man. Not <laughs> only that, but it's also like different, like the same hotel group in different cities is like a whole different ball game. Like there's this one hotel that I used to say when I used to go to pity the NH hotel in Florence, which is gorgeous. It's like, I literally had a stoop in my room. Like that was like a staircase to a window <laughs> in my room in one place. And it was great. And then I went to the one in Milan and it looked like a Howard Johnson. You know, like it was just like not the same, the same vibe at all. But, different. Um, but yeah, no, that's good. I missed that part of the whole thing. Like the travel. Part. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the third and final topic of this podcast before we get into the segments. Uh, Meats and cheeks, sucking and fucking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you told me that I said, Hey, are you boot up? And he said, He said, I have a pandemic boyfriend. So is that his pandemic boyfriend? <laughs> is that British slang we don't know, or does that yeah. mean what it means here, which is you were forced to commit to a kind of lukewarm relationship by the global pandemic? No, it was it wasn't lukewarm. It was it was <laughs> heading in that direction, but we um it, it was it got accelerated though by the pandemic. Yeah, I mean we had been we so basically we went on a few dates in the, at the end of last year. And then he went to Sri Lanka for a month for the entire month of January. So then he came back in February on like a surf, surf vacation. Noon Hell yeah. yeah was, no. he, was he rock? Was he rocking noon goons? Or, or, he's a, or he's a warrior of, he's a, he's a warrior of your heart, dude. And he's, of redness. He's, a, he's a warrior of redness. And so when we came back and it was like, you know, we still wanted to see each other. So we didn't, it was like definitely picking up in terms of like, you know, intensity, but then, I, so I got, I had in hindsight, like the worst exposure to COVID that you could have had. And we didn't know anything in the beginning of not the worst you could have had, but like a pretty bad one. I had (laughs) the worst would be eating a bat in Wuhan probably. Right, 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 right. (laughs) And I guess like dying ultimately, but, um, the, uh, no, I had, um, someone that I know through work, we had like a six hour meeting in a small conference room. That's the last time I saw him before he was diagnosed like two days later. And then that same night, I went out to dinner with a friend. So another friend was diagnosed on that following Tuesday. The Friday, I had I went out to dinner with him where we sat at a small table and we're talking to each other. And then we went to a concert where we like screaming each other's faces in a small room in like Dalston. And then I came back to my apartment afterwards and we and I was going to another party and I like didn't realize how late it was. So we shared a beer to finish it before we left. <laughs> Like it was just like everything. You are patient zero. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And then I went to a party. Or are you you immune? Are you the antidote? So I never had any symptoms, but we, we weren't like in the UK, we weren't getting tested unless we had symptoms. So I have no idea if I, I mean, Oh, so you could have been a super spreader, but we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we kind of forget how bad it was in the UK for a minute there. Cause it it was right before like popped off here in New York. 
Um, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. So, but anyway, no. So then, so I, I had to go into self-isolation before we even had lockdown for two weeks. And so therefore, uh, you know, my boyfriend did as well. So because I saw him at the party later that night. So um, by the time we got out of that, we had like three days basically before we knew lockdown was coming. And so we're just like, are we going to, we're going to do this? And so we did. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> dam- and, you did the da- and you did the damn thing. And I, I basically like moved into his, he had just bought, well, he had just bought an apartment that he was renovating. Flat a flat, flat. Sorry, that, that he was renovating he, he literally got the keys on like the february 15th and we went into lockdown on like the 9th of march or something so when i thankfully when i first went over there there was no floor thankfully that was in before lockdown <laughs> but um no floor. we had we had no it's the opposite no, no ceilings yeah. <laughs> yeah but literally no like in his in his like living room they tore the floor up and there was dirt the first time i went oh over there God. but um that was that was a prayer but then we he didn't have a kitchen like a fully functioning kitchen for the first like three, two and a half months of lockdown. He rope you into any of the, the renovation labor. Like, yeah. Like you're like, you got to pay your way, buddy. I did. I, I painted a couple of things, but also like he has a really big back, like backyard for, for London, really big. It's a big like, old. Yeah. Oh, oh, like an actual backyard. Yeah. Not an ass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, not that, a was, dumper. that was a lifesaver. Cause we could, there was a while where like you couldn't, we were only allowed to leave for an hour a day. Yeah. Your shit was strict. Yeah, yeah, dude. Not like here where it's just <laughs> it was mask on, mask sure. off, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But I like I lived um so I used to live um like in Shoreditch, um, and he lives in in on the west side of the town. So like it would take, and this is before I had a bike or anything. So like walking would take like two hours from one to the other. And like there was a couple of times when I forgot I needed stuff from my house, and so I was just like, well, this is going to be my like hour of state mandated exercise. I'm going to go home and like <laughs> pick up stuff. But I would have to put I would like put on running gear. And like have a backpack just in case like a cop stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bobby, I'm go- I'm out for a jog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a little ridiculous, but um, all right, well, that's cool. Meats and yeah. cheeks, that's a wrap. Um, yeah. all right, so Chef had to bounce, unfortunately, but uh, Chuck is still with us, and in this next segment, thirty seconds of thirst, we're gonna take Chuck. We're gonna we're gonna make sure Chuck's awake, right? Yep. Uh, we're gonna unmute him. And then we're going to turn the floor over to him and he's going to pitch you on anything, uh, ask you a question on about anything, you know, open mic night, um, Chuck, the floor is yours. Can I, can I ask a question of Chuck? Can you, cause I saw this on, on social media, but I didn't really do like a deep dive. Oh, no. What is the, what happened with the hot dogs? <laughs> uh, James, James stupidly thought that I couldn't eat 24 hot dogs in 24 hours. And so I <laughs> ate 24 in like 12 hours. And I made a thousand dollars plus some. I mean, you're putting it squarely good. on me. Um, kind of well, a friend, a friend of mine, a friend of mine attempted his, it and back. failed. A friend of mine attempted and failed. And we were talking about it. And these guys were like, Oh, I can do that. No fucking problem. And I was like, I think that's, a, I think that's actually much more difficult than you think. So it yeah. became this fu- fucking back and forth. And Chuck was just Very like, fucking, I'm going to do it. Very, well, very. Are we easy. talking like like just raw dogging it? Like, is there relish? <laughs> no, there's buns and there was ketchup. <laughs> Twenty four. Yeah, buns. you can you can use whatever condiments you want. Um, the only rule was there was no dunking in water, like the you know the professionals do it. No, and, no uh, vomiting. Yeah, and no and, and, no, and no vomiting and no laxatives. What's laxatives. the guy's name? The one Joe, from the con- Joey Kobe Chestnut. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So that's what happened. Uh, number one and number uh, two. Super, Great. just just typical kind of riveting content that we put out here at the only yeah. podcast that matters. Just for asking Steve. Just lads, 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 boys being boys. <laughs> lads on tour all fucking day. You know the vibes. 
I was going to ask, so we talked about like the cultural shift, uh, like when you moved, but I want to know about like the personal shift and like the personal transition. And if you were like lonely when you first moved to the UK and if you would ever move back to uh, the States. Yeah, I think I'm, I think, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm keeping things open, you know, I'm, I'm a fucking free spirit, Chuck. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I would, I would move back to New York specifically for sure. Um, I want to stay here for, for a while still, there's no plans yet, but yeah, I mean, New York is like, it's home. It'll always be home. Um, but yeah, there were definitely times in the beginning when it was like, I was like, I just want to go out with someone that I know, like to, to get a drink or something, or more so like it took a while before I had the sort of friends that you didn't have to plan in advance. You know, yes. like you, could, you could just call someone and be like, it's like 6 PM. You're leaving work. Do you want to grab a drink? That was always a little, I did like a lot of um, movies alone, <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, it was, it was also just like, I kind of knew that I think it would have, if I, if I had gone when I was like 23 or something, that would have probably drove me crazy, but it would have also probably been easier. You know, when you're 23, you like just walk into a bar and you can make friends very easily when you're like, in your thirties, it's a little bit like, who's this fucking weirdo that doesn't know anybody. You know? <laughs> are, are you asking that Chuck? Because you felt yeah. similarly when you first moved to New York? Well, I, Get us. My, what am, I had you guys. And then my roommate was like my best friend. So yeah, like I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't experience that to like the fullest extent, maybe a little bit, but I, I totally get what you mean about. And I feel like the, the older you get, it's just like, it's just, it feels like you're putting in so much effort to get to know new people. It's like, you know, I know enough people, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. but you also want those friends like the, Hey, I'm on my way home or whatever. Let's grab a, a pint or whatever. Let's but, grab a pint. But it's also point. like a little, it's a little too, like, you know, you have to sort of, cause there's a lot of stuff that's like, you know, you get asked the same question. Why did, why would you leave New York? Or like, <laughs> how long have you been here? What brought you here? And there's a part of you where you're just like, why did Trump, what's up with Donald Biden Trump? in a wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel all that. of that. But that's why podcasts are good too, right? This is simulated friendship for anybody at home who doesn't want to actually make real friends. We're, well, no, we're your real friends, right? I'm fine with that. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Chuck, you're not asking because you're thinking of moving to London, are you? Because I would then have to move to London. <laughs> why? To be my guarantor? I can't. I can't, I can't leave Chuck. Oh, are you his so, guardian? I'm his. I'm his uh, apartment guarantor. Yeah. And his employer and father. Yeah. Now, do you do you give Chuck like two weeks paid vacation? Um. Yeah, it's coming up. There's well, it's not per- paid though. It's not paid. There's a lot of there's a lot of perkies involved. With, uh, <laughs> not at, not Percocets. Not yeah. Percocets. that one time. Uh, um, unfortunately, <laughs> the perks are not that good. That they're they're not actual Percocets, but there's some other you know, ac- access ones. to. 24 hot dogs, for example. I can, exp- yes. I can expense all the dogs I want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> only if you're eating them for content on street. We, we fed him, uh, because of us, he had octopus for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. He's had a lot of, almost all of his experiences with seafood have come through. Yep. By the way, himself. do you know, do you guys follow that Instagram account, Dumois, I mean, the like gossip account? Oh, yes. And we know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I know what you're about to talk about, but. What? The Jonah Hill stuff. Oh, oh no, I wasn't going to, but yeah. Oh, we, oh. But, but no, I was going to say just because I think of you every single time because there's every single night there's a sighting of some celebrity at Carbone. Oh. <laughs> yes. Always. Yeah. And it's usually like someone who's like uh, tangentially famous and then randomly like J-Lo or something. You yeah. Know? I wonder yeah, when, like if us. we went to Carbone, if we were a sighting. No. Uh, if, you know what? If you guys <laughs> go to Carbone, 
Yeah. If you guys go to Carbone, I'll submit you to do more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, There's a whole four or five minute video um, montage that was recently published to the general public on YouTube about our time at Carbone. So go check that out if you haven't. I'll send you the link after this. Yeah. Um, also, all right, shout, Chuck, out, shout out Jonah. Keep your head up, King. Yeah, there's, there's many fish in the sea, buddy. Chuck, thank you. And 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 Chuck will hopefully try a few more before his time is up. Um, Chuck, thank you for 30 seconds of thirst. Duel, you're a fucking taste god, bro. I mean, you are you you kind of were I mean, shepherds you, sleep, you, for sleep, you slept on a dirt floor for God's sake. I mean, god yeah. damn, <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, and yeah, and you have this interesting, uh, you know, bi continental perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to play a little game with you called Fuck Would Not Fuck With. You're a global citizen, working title, still working I'm on a citizen that title. Of, citizen of the world, yeah, you yeah. are, uh, of the world that speaks English, although you speak Spanish. Um, we're gonna throw some categories at you. You tell us what in those categories you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with, okay. Because the people need to know, yeah, you know, from the they need from the, the experts, at, they need that intel, bro. Yeah, I mean, the Go UK, it. whether it's the UK perspective, the Depop perspective, the you know yeah. New York fashion perspective, um, brand. What brands are you currently fucking with right now? Not like all time favorite, just like right yeah, now sure. of the moment. So I am fucking with um, I like Nicholas Daly. Are you talking about fashion brands? Uh, we'll start with fashion, and then it could be yeah. any lifestyle stuff that like you just really love. Okay, yeah, I really like Nicholas Daly of late. Um, that's my you know UK plug. Plug. There's a lot um, of great UK brands. I feel like or designers, right? I mean, you know, think about like Martine Rose. I was gonna say Martine Rose yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, because sure. yeah, they get really so much good. support, they get so much like you're you're up in the yes. UK, like they they believe in the arts, and so they give like right. a lot of financial support and resources to these young emerging brands, and that's why like London Fashion Week has always has been for a minute like the, the hottest one, coolest sure. one yeah. that has like the coolest brands. Whereas New York, it's kind of like yo, well, and also not to be a hater, but uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again: the CFDA is a fucking joke. Uh, that's yeah. at least my personal stance. And I think that to, to James's point, the, uh, what, what, what's the, what's the London equivalent? It's the, it's the British fashion council, British yeah. fashion council. Um, just fucking primo. Cause like there's talent, the talent exists, right? It's yeah. not like that there yeah. aren't talented kids, but, but the, the ecosystem that exists around London fashion week and has for like probably the last five years has been like super exciting and it's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, we work so we work with the with the BFC a lot, um, and I'm like the kind of liaison for for Depop there, and they're they're like they're very committed. Shout out to Tosh and Sophia and Millie, my homegirls. <laughs> you no, Millie rock on any block. Yeah, they're um, no, they're good. I mean, like even like this year, you know, with all with like COVID and stuff, they collapsed all of their like the the fashion funds that they do and like New Gen into one COVID relief fund. You know what I mean? They were just like, and they did it quickly, and then like allocated those funds quickly as well. So. Yeah, but, no, but these names you're talking about that, uh, Nicholas Daly, Martin Rose, um, yeah, they I all, mean, they um, all come from like BF, they're all like BFC supported, I, yeah. I believe. A lot of them are. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in different, you know, to different degrees, depending on right. kind of what, right. where they started and stuff like that. But yeah, like, you know, Grace Wells Bonner is another one yep. who, right. who came up to that system and, and is, um, Craig Green, Craig Green. There's a I lot. Mean, there's I mean, ton. yeah, there's, there, it's, it's really impressive. Yeah. And there's some that are definitely like not commercial at all, but they're also still supported. Like, you know, like art school or like, um, what is the one? Uh, Central St. Martin's kids. Talk about yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's like the brand art school. Like, oh, oh, just, oh like, sorry. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, definitely the, the fashion schools too. But like, you know, they're, they're never going to be like a huge commercial brand, but they still have their kind of way forward, which is, which I think is, is good and kind of important. And I don't, I don't know that that's the same in the States. Like there's that no. kind of like value on like the ones that are just doing, 
It's sellability, sellability, sellability. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really that feeder. Kind, there's not really that, that pathway. That's kind of, well, and I guess you could argue that like you don't need the industry and you don't need those cosigns anymore. But I think that if there's ever kind of proof that that can be a good thing, it's what's happening or has been happening in London for a long time. I mean, time. it's yeah. kind of like where if you, Hey, if the government, uh, you know, cares about the well being of its citizens. Yeah. Even gave a shit remotely. Then, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, we wouldn't be fucking dying over here. And you dying need, over here. You need like retail support too. You know, like we, yes. like in London, there's Browns that sells like a ton of um, Selfridges, Browns. Selfridges too. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are places that commit. To, I mean, it's like how opening ceremony and Barney yes, right. to a degree and RIP, you know, RIP to both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Any, what other brands are you fucking with? Whether in, in the fashion space or outside of it? I mean, I still do. I I fuck with with Noah still. I think I just think it's a good brand. I like it. You know, it's not like um they're not like changing the game in in terms of aesthetics, but they're just like consistently good, and I, and I appreciate that. They stand um, and they and they stand for what they like. They stand for a lot of things that they like unabashedly yeah. believe in, and they don't care like or, what the potential blowback could be because like they get political as fuck, right? And like that's yeah. they wave that they wave that badge of honor. Is yeah. Noah as big over there as? Yeah. as it is like, is it as common over there as it is here? Is it? Well, when no. you say over here, you mean in New York, James, or Sorry, in Brooklyn? In in the UK, is it as big? Because here it's like huge. Like yeah. it, you and see Japan. Noah, like anytime you walk out the door, you see someone wearing Noah. Like, is it as big in the UK? Or is it still kind of percolating up? Because obviously, you know, they're here in New York. They're from Long Island. Yeah, you see, it's it's not it's not as big as it is in the states. You see it occasionally, um, but we but like you know, I, I mean it's not the equivalent, but like, you, like there's there, there, we, we still see like more palace or Aries or those kind of brands. And like, I think Love, those, those, yeah, like those kids haven't found Noah necessarily to the same degree okay. that like maybe like a Supreme shopper has found Noah in New York, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I forgot. <laughs> For some reason it totally slipped my mind that palace is from yeah. London. I just completely yeah. forgot. Uh, what else? Anyone else you're fucking with right now? The cheekiest wanna... cunts of all. Yeah. The cheekiest cunts. Palache. I sort of, I don't, you know, there's also some that I'm like circling and I like them, but I haven't, like, I, I don't own a Loewe piece, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's tempted me a few times. Same with like Evan Canori. Like I like, mm. him all, but I, I don't own anything by him yet, but I'm like, I'm, I'm watching you. Did Jay, did Jay Dubs come up through the, like the BFC system? Uh, he was supported by, I think he was, I don't know if he was new. I mean, he's gotten a ton of like, those sort of like fashion fun type of yeah, words. Yeah. Is he British? He, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He I believe is. so. Yeah. Yeah. Or I was going to, for some reason I was going to say Irish, but I don't, I think he's Jonathan Anderson. I'm pretty sure he's British. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, any brands or if you don't want to burn any bridges, any like larger trends without naming names that you're not fucking with. Yeah. That you think are corny or played out or cringe. Um, if you think, all right, ready? This is this is gonna be my super diplomatic answer. And I'll, I'll, there's one example of this that I'm saying, but like, if you think about like what, where we're moving, like creating things with a purpose and, and like, you know, like thinking about what you create, the brands that are just creating things that have no function in the world and no value is is the one, are the ones that I have a I have an issue with. So like, Balenciaga. Well, like, I mean, I was going to say like this, this latest Shivan, or the first Shivan. Oh, I'm just, like, oh yeah. We, we saw you getting, getting dirty on the TL, dude. You, you don't want the, you don't want the, you don't want the, you don't want the devil horns cap. And like, the thing is they, like, he can still turn it around. He can still do it. I'm just like, this is, this is what you want to do. Like for, with your, this is your big statement. Like he's not on the internet, you know? So he doesn't know. I mean, that just, 
fuck off. Like, I will <laughs> say whether or not like any of us personally would wear it or even like, or are questioning its artistic merits. I will say that like his inner circle and the kind of celebs and rappers, Cardi, Uzi, who fuck with him, who have personal relationships that wear a leaks and kind of like helped explode it. Like they're going to wear the shit. And yeah. I'm pretty sure this is going to fucking sell and it's going to sell well. And he's going to have this job, uh, longer than who is his predecessor what's her name uh, Claire White Keller yeah yeah so, you know. yeah I mean look it'll the accessories especially will sell and I mean and but also like I think it's just also like the kind of the like sort of t- touching upon like the, the being transparent but not really like talking about how he's like product driven because obviously it didn't happen in with the with the previous creative director but like just the statement you want to make is a baseball cap with horns on it like you just look <laughs> you just look like a fucking clown yeah. Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that, what are you doing? It's going to be yeah. rapper catnip, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, that reminded the, the, the cap with horns reminded me of some, um, KTZ, or I guess as you call it, KTZ, uh, which was another, <laughs> yeah. another big London, uh, yeah. BFC brand yeah. that was like fucking pop and began like very, very rapper of the month, very like flash in the pan, you know, chains war, Kanye war. And then like, you never heard from them again. And Although I'm sure they still have their fan base in the UK. And, and I haven't thought about that in a while. Weren't some of those? Welcome. <laughs> but weren't and correct me if I'm wrong. But aren't some of those like flourishes that we're talking about? Weren't they like those were like his homage to at Lee McQueen and his time as Givenchy, like the heels and the horns and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's, the, yeah, the Fonzie he shoes, about, like dipping <laughs> through the yeah, yeah, the Fozzie Bear shoes. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think he can he can turn it around. It'll be fine. And turn it around. I mean, he's not going to need to. It'll, it'll sell, like you mentioned, but. I was just hoping. Hey, I mean, something a little. We're talking about it. You don't get it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. Exactly. And exactly. In this day and age, it's all that matters. Um, anything else you're not fucking with, or should we move on to footwear? I'm not fucking with um, Amazon Prime Day. That's today. Yeah. (laughs) Is it today or is it tomorrow? I think it was yesterday. Today. I think it's like all week. Well, also, this episode is coming out in the future so oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's the yeah. day that we're recording it we could just say it's today the day we recorded but it won't yeah. matter at all to who no, no, no. jeff bezos yeah yeah no brands i think i think yeah how Those popular are. is amazon in the uk i mean he yeah, i yeah. obviously know it's a global empire but is it like does it have a stranglehold over like people like it does in the states yeah for sure and i mean like look obviously not everybody has access to options sure. beyond Amazon. So like, right. fine. absolutely. But just like the, something about the prime day just seems like so vulgar. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, just buy shit because we're selling it for cheap for no other reason. And right. Just, and like, it's mostly useless trash also like not even good stuff. Right. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, capitalism, baby. But listen, I'm glad I brought this up. I'm going to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah, One pot exactly. at a time. What about sneakers? We talked about your stands. We talked about your club C's and how you wear them to death. What other sneakers, um, once you unpack, are you yeah. fucking with that are in your rotation right now? They're, so yeah, they're them. I mean, I think I'm like, I'm very much a, I'm not going to, I'm never going to play the sneakerhead game. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to like seek out, although I will say I did enter the raffle for those, um, the New Balance, the ALD New Balance, just mm. because I like them. <laughs> but um, Did you win? No, I it hasn't. It's I did it from Goodhood. Oh, so you're still waiting to see the results? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, um, man. Hopefully, hopefully you win the chance crossed. to spend your money. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, what, what color? Yeah. yeah, I I missed the. So I got the, the the red ones, which are not my 
top choice. Yeah. But. I think the red ones are what is being given to global retailers like Trebian, Goodhood, uh, yeah. Woodwood, all those places. So yeah, I think yeah. that was the only option for the. Yeah. I mean, they're not, the, the thing is like, I like that. Like you, they, there's the times that I, like I wanted to, before I saw that it was just a Stan Smith, like the Prada, um, Adidas ones. I was like, that, that like. Shelto. Shelto. Oh, true, true, true. Yes, 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 yes. But to the point where I was sort of like almost a little bit stressed about like the idea of having to find a way to get them. And so then when I saw what they were, I was like, oh, it's fine. I don't. Oh, they were terrible. I mean, we, yeah. I think we shit on them on this podcast yeah. sometimes. You, what about just like what's, what's popping in the UK that's not necessarily you're into, but the kind of like you see, like let's get a trend report from uh, the Eye of Duel. Yeah, man on the like, street. From like a sneaker perspective? Yeah, like what's, on the what's going crazy in these streets, bruv? Yeah. Is it the same I'm, shit or is there, some, is there a UK, like, you know, whatever, a UK-specific shoe, like an Air Max Plus or something? Air Max, uh, especially like where I used to, where I used to live in Shoreditch just because it was like a little younger. I live in West London now and it's not, it's not quite as like... It's a little amazing. posh. <laughs> it's not quite as young, but like a bit Air posh. Maxes were everywhere. I mean, every other person had an Air yeah. Max. And to be honest, Air Force Ones, they're, I mean, that's like, they're all over the place. I, I saw a it lot. It really is the perfect of, sneaker. I think that yeah. you know, all all cultures and creeds agree. There was a lot of um, a lot of like the shops on, as we say, like the high street. You know, like <laughs> the sort of like the sneaker retailers that are like the Foot Locker equivalent. Basically, there was a lot. There seemed to be like a big push around the blazer, the Nike blazer. <laughs> um, but I didn't see it in like the wild as much. But I mean, you can't. You know, like before. You know, when like I was still riding the tube and stuff. Like. You couldn't enter a subway car without seeing somebody in a in some Air Force Ones or in, in Air Maxes. It was just like it's very very prevalent. Recently, road menting. I, yeah, recently, like the I've been seeing more people wearing chocks as well, which I hadn't really seen before since moving here. I don't know. I don't know if that's just like I didn't notice it before or what kind of happened there, but I've been seeing more of that in London too. Um, besides the Fozzie Bear. I guess it's it's not a sneaker, but is there any like uh, thing happening in the sneaker world, whether in the UK or global, that you're just it's just not for you, like that you're not fucking with? Besides just the general Besides all clown it. college of like the hype cycle and and kids like getting suckered and spending their money and grown men, yeah, too, and women. I think yeah, a little bit. I mean, like I kind of feel like I've aged out of like the anything that has like a ton too much happening. Like you right. know, like I mean, I definitely didn't hit the the disruptors. The feel of the software phase, <laughs> thankfully. Although I did get sent to pair the A Life really? Lab. But yeah, I don't get, I get like nothing. There's like, you no got nothing. disruptors. You might as well, yeah. honestly, you're better off with nothing than again disruptors, dog. <laughs> and it was the, it was the A Life um, disruptors as well. Oh, and shout out to Life, but my, that's, that's tough. They arrived to my flat, and I was like, <laughs> I'm glad that I've still, I've still kept this straight to list. the bin. <laughs> Wait, so here's a question, Steve. Uh, Nike did Nike dunk, right? Like, and, and yeah. all, all of the collaborations like that is fucking dominating the conversation out on this side of the Atlantic are juicy dunks also. Like, is that something like whether it's Travis dunks or the grateful dead joints or any of that yeah. shit, is that popping off over there too? I've, I've the grateful dead stuff. I didn't, I've not seen any like UK people talk about it as much. Like everyone who's talking about that I've seen like on my timeline and stuff is from the U S right. Just, um, just Mordecai. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, Nike or as some people say here, Nike, Nike. Um, which is just wrong. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's, you know, it's, it is the conversation. Are, they, are kids over there obsessed with Travis Scott too? Cause that's like the most, that's the yeah. sad that he's a global icon at this point. That's so, yeah. so do you guys get the McDonald's meal. Yeah. I don't think we did. No. 
I, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think we did because every because like I feel like again that was all like the U.S. You get the the Diplo like eight layer breakfast sandwich or whatever. Is, is that, that real? I that's a, a joke. joke. Was it? Yeah, that's not real. Oh, see, that's how ridiculous it is. You can't tell what's fucking real or not anymore. The new one, the new the new partner was J, is Jay Balvin, and then it'll be somebody else. But it's not going to be fucking. I don't think. I, think, I thought I think the Diplo thing was a Photoshop or whatever. Okay. Well, wait. I what is Jay Balvin idiot. doing? The same like the same thing. His is big. Yeah, big, Mac, big no Mac pickles and a free Oreo Oreo milkshake. It's a free McFlurry. Price. Yeah, that's yeah, him. I, his thing is you get a free McFlurry because the Travis Scott meal is super cheap, right? That was the big thing where it's like uh, whether you want it. Whether you want to get it because you're because fo- it's lit, you know, you just get a cheap meal, right? And the I mean, Balvin thing like, has a free McFlurry, which is cool. I don't like hate on it that much because it's like what I like. It, you know, people just want to be a part of something, and some, you know what I mean. Like, and it's like it's like it's easy, and like there's so much of this conversation that's just like completely inaccessible to the average person. Like, you just, right, hundred percent, and you can't get some of these sneakers. Well, that's why the marketing is genius too, right? For like this this whole program for McDonald's is genius because you, it is impossible to get Travis Scott SBs or Jordans, but like any fucking kid can like walk in and get the fucking streetwear hip hop burger, right? Like, well, it's also that yeah. McDonald's has to spend zero money creating new product yeah, right they just take a uh, yeah. whatever yeah. they just give you barbecue sauce instead of ketchup <laughs> zero r&d yeah. went into this at all yeah yeah it's pretty yeah. genius what about uh let's get into non-sneakers maybe um you know a world that we kind of enjoy a bunch uh what non-sneakers footwear are you currently fucking with dual well listen james funny you should ask as someone <laughs> who, who wrote a book about footwear um i can tell you um Thanks. I no, I mean to be honest with you, it is it's kind of a similar like point of view where it's like I have the, the greatest hits. You know what I mean? I have like the Gucci loafers, I have like the churches, you know, I I'm not I'm not going to like, you know, platform brogue territory. It's like very sure. kind of what do you wear when it rains? Sneakers. Uh it rains, you know, it rains once a day here, like, you know, St. Bart's. So like, <laughs> um, but I don't, so you have, don't necessarily change up. You don't have like, because like, I guess for guys like myself and James in New York, where it's ra- raining occasionally, occasionally we'll pull out. Well, it used to be Blundstones. They're fucking dead to yeah. us. Now we pull yeah. out our podcast boots. You're just like, yo, it's going to rain regardless. So I'm just going to wear what I want to wear either way. And also, cause like it's, it is uh, like, not that I necessarily like bend to this kind of thing, but like, it's a thing here. Like people, like you would never wear like your, your wellies, your hunter boots in the city. Even right. if it was raining. It's like people oh, are very in the much country. Just, yeah. They're very much just like, you got to just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cause like rain is going to come no matter what. Damn. Stiff upper lip, man. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. What about like, do you wear any, like do you wear any boots yourself? Like not, not wellies, but like Chelsea boots or anything. Not really. I used to, when I, yeah, when I was like feeling myself a little bit more, I have some Chelsea <laughs> boots, but I've, I've left those behind. <laughs> you're, you're no longer feeling yourself is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, no, not in the same. Not in the From same feeling right myself now. to sleeping on a dirt floor. He's, he's got, got a boy. He's got a fall of Steve Duell. Yeah. He's got a boyfriend exactly. now. He doesn't need to feel himself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's off the market. It's someone else is feeling for me. <laughs> I think it's, um, but no. Chelsea like, boots yeah. are for the birds. Yeah. I mean, who wants to fucking strap on a Chelsea boot and hit town. Well, anyone who, who was nice <laughs> enough to buy the podcast boots, that technically is a Chelsea duck boot eh, hybrid. So watch what you say. Sure. But, Oh, I do. You know, I did, I did bring my duck boots here. I've not, I don't think I've worn them once since I moved to London, but they're, they're here. <laughs> LLB somewhere. Yeah. Our boots just aren't brunchified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're corpified. There you go. Yeah. They're not sleek. That's what it is. They're like, they're, they're nice and thick. Listen, you guys don't have anybody to impress. <laughs> We've 18 million people to impress. 
Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Our whole, job, our whole job is impressing a generation of impressionable fucking incels. Those yeah, got, they're, they're on board. Come do you on. guys get the New Yorker over there, or uh, is, there, is it paywalled? Do you get the NewYorker.com? I was very proud when I saw the NewYorker.com article. Thanks, man. Thank you. I was, I was hoping that, you know, I think the perfect synergy, I know it's too close, but like a Nomi Fry file oh, yeah. would have just been. That would have been amazing. We only, yeah. We've only asked her every single time we've ever seen her. So well, here's the thing, right? So she, she's mainly, um, she's a staff writer for, mainly for the magazine now, for, for print. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, do you guys want to be in the New Yorker magazine? And we go, no. Exclusionary. We're, we're Bernie right. boys. We are the people's champs. We want to be, we want to be, we don't want to be behind the paywall in the walled garden of content. We want this to be accessible to everyone. Please make it. We demand that you make it uh, mm-hmm. digital, you know, available to everyone. Leave us out of your fucking um, walled institution yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah. You know, James not just making demands to the New Yorker uh, yeah. by our profile. Listen, and that yeah, was yeah. definitely one of them. Listen up, Remnick. Yeah. yeah mention a comrade, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Duel. I want to know. I want to play a little game with you before we get into the final segment of constructive criticism. But first, we're going to play last John, next John. Yeah. We want to know. You know, we talked about the racquetball cover. So uh, besides that, and it doesn't have to be deep pop exclusive. What was we wanted? What was the last John you copped? And then what's the next John you got your eye on? And I guess we'll just start with the last John that you copped well, at full price retail, even though it doesn't matter because you get free retail numbers. exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Not okay. free. Not flow. Yeah. Not not a life disruptors. <laughs> Listen, that that was my last. Um, that was my my last seating moment, and so that was probably. Yeah, talk about going out on the fucking bottom, my guy. Yeah, do you, do you miss mean, that? Do you miss getting like uh, being like a hot shot editor? Because I, I feel like you were never really about that. Um, in the time we overlapped a complex, you were never like. I mean, you got like everyone got stuff, but you weren't like yeah. thirst. You weren't like scheming. Yeah, because you're a classic no, I fella. I wasn't scheming. Um, I felt I always just felt like awkward around it a little bit and like a little like embarrassed in, in some way um which is funny because i have no shame in the rest of my life that's true at all it's very true well if you're um, gonna have, if you're gonna be like classy in one area i mean that's the wrong one to pick but at least you got it somewhere you know i will say the best thing was so before right before i left like maybe i had like two or three months um before i left complex and i had i was on the adidas seating list and i got a shit ton of adidas which was really great and then like van started to and then i left but <laughs> mr porter sent me a bunch of like like skincare stuff, which was amazing because it was stuff that was, you know, it's like La Mer and shit like that. That's like $500 a thing. Yeah. And then I also got on the Unilever seating list, which I got to tell you, that is the way to go. And then I went freelance after, because I left Complex because I knew I was going to move to London, but I had to go freelance for like nine months or something. And I went freelance. And when you're freelance and you're not necessarily getting paid on a regular cadence, having a deep supply of deodorant and shampoo is... <laughs> Yo, I, I shit you not. I still have a ton and it's probably all expired now. I don't know if that stuff can expire, but I still have a ton of like bathroom and grooming products from complex. Cause you would just get bags from like keels. Yeah. I, was, I was on the keels seating list yeah. and I never wrote about them. Never got an email from them. I just would get fucking bags of, more, of like creams and shit. And I still have them. Like I'm, I'm, the plan is to go through them one day, but I, I don't know. So that free table was at Complex was what, like the Derek Jeter cologne that seemed to be there. Like every, um, wait, sorry, what was the question? What, it was the last, last John, John you that you caught that yeah, full sorry. retail. Um, the last John was um, definitely the, well, yeah, the, the rugby shirt, the Benton rugby shirt that I bought. Um, I bought a, I went to Paris just before lockdown and went to um, Bon Marche and randomly bought a Calvin Klein, like, Top coat, like a plaid top coat that I really like. 
Steve Doolin yes. Paris. Was that was that Raff Calvin Klein or post Raff? It was a period where I'm not. I mean, it definitely wasn't like a noticeable Raff design, and it certainly was not a, a Raff price point. Right. I think it was that weird thing where they were like still making stuff, but you weren't sure who was making it. Right, right, right. By by design. Yeah. We didn't know who yeah. designed it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, no, uh, that's it. and then what's next, the next, John? What's in your sights? Yeah. Uh, what I'm currently mulling over, which is like in a tab open on my screen right now is there's this Dries, another coat. It's like, and actually another plaid coat, which now that I say that, maybe I don't really need it, but, um, <laughs> like a Dries top coat for, for the winter months. Nice. That man nice. can make a fucking coat. He can, he can design a garment. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Is it, is good. it floral? Oh no, it's plaid. You said it's plaid. Yeah. Right. And then I actually just, um, I just got, this is, this is a little, you know, out of my normal normal thing but i just got an invite to the dunhill sample sale mm. and i feel like i could i can find some things there you could definitely do some damage there dunhill is yeah. definitely like a you know that's a heritage british brand that is a little underrated kim jones famously was the creative director yeah. of, for dunhill for a while there so who knows maybe some looking, archive pieces will find its way onto your back i've been looking for the, for just like a the kind of perfect double-breasted like navy double-breasted gold button blazer that i had when i was like 10 Mm-hmm. And there's like, Drew's actually made one like last season that I really liked, um, but I didn't, I didn't get it. They had it at like Liberty and stuff and I just like didn't get it. And then um, Rowing Blazers had one that was just like a little, a little pricey for what I sure. thought it should have been. But Did it, it have some cool. crazy lining too? Or was it? No, pretty? it was like really, it was just huh. like a very straightforward kind of thing. But yeah. So yeah, I think those are going to be my next one. I also, I mentioned, um, Nicholas Yelly earlier, he has this like waxed cotton parka that I really like that is actually like useful. So that might be on the, uh, useful. So you just useful. got, you just got out, you just got outerwear on the brain. Yeah. I know. I think it just got cold here. So I'm just like, yeah. it's, uh, that makes sense. And who knows? Maybe I'll be, I'll be forced to get those, uh, new balances. If I, <laughs> when that oh happens. yeah. Right. <laughs> if you're like, so, if you're so lucky and then you could flip them on Depop for like a thousand dollars. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Duel, before we kick you out of here, because we know it's late um, over on that side of the pond, uh, you're obviously thriving. It took leaving America for you to finally find great success. Yeah. I think is what um, this all come, boils down to. Uh, but we think, we, we think that you still have even more potential, even more room to grow. So we want to offer up some constructive criticism from an American perspective, it's think of this as our Jimmy and Larry in Paris moment where it's like, you know, we might not get the UK culture, what's going on, but like, we got some fucking ideas for you and uh, take it or leave it. You know, uh, we won't be bad if you, if you ignore us, but again, this is, no, just help, this we'll is to help you. We'll yeah. be mad. We'll be insulted. Yeah. We'll, we, won't invite, we won't invite you back until we trash this podcast and have to start a third one. Right. Um, but uh, this is really just where you are. It's, it's how you're going to shine. Lawrence, why don't you start it off? Um, have you ever thought about finishing what COVID started and just assassinating Boris Johnson for the greater good? <laughs> no, I have not. Um, you know, I like to give people a, great, a, gracious, a gracious exit, you know? What is he like as a leader, as someone who's living in his world? Like, just real quick, what's the, what's the headline? This is like people asking, you know, you about Trump. This is us asking you about Boris Johnson, right? Like, you yeah. live there. What's, what do you think? Overall, what's your review? He can my my review is that my review is that he can give a he can he can deliver a um a, co- a coherent sentence. Okay, and he so we're so we're like a, a slight step ahead in that oh, regard. Yeah, yeah. The, the and this is not you know it's not here or there, but the fucking hair I just 
it's like such a such a public school boy thing to have this like messy hair right and it's just it's wild I, every time i see it i'm just like you're just, like this know, looks I, like I, fucking shit it's just like a toddler <laughs> yeah. he is like i was in london kid. randomly on a, on a press trip um and when and he was mayor was boris on it as well <laughs> yeah. Bor- boris was mayor and it's when he would like fucking bike around and he had like the crazy and he was just like a joke. Like no one took him seriously. He was like, he was like he's our like de Blasio. A, but he's like a norm yeah. core God too. Like he, it's like, you know, he, the, those kind of, even I think now, even though he's like fucking prime minister, like the, his weird norm core, like kind of gorpy fits are. That's all. Very I don't want to say they're, I don't want to say they're fucking good. Cause I don't want to give this man any credit, but like, but I mean, feels, is, is that the case that he's like, uh, acting and dressing and talking like a like a normie or a dummy to so people like kind of underestimate him and then yeah. so he can just do whatever he wants um i don't know i don't know i mean he, he's definitely it's a it feels a little bit like at least you know what like with trump you know what you're getting because he's such a fucking buffoon right that like you know like he's just outwardly racist with with boris and this probably has more to do with me being an american here sometimes like he says things and you think like oh and then when you really think about like it takes a second it's not right. so like in your face in the same way there's a little there's yeah. some more subtext there yeah which makes him like arguably right it's more nefarious because you don't oh, yeah. know exactly what is what you're getting for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. um if if the mi6 is listening this is a parody <laughs> podcast this is a parody but, pod uh, yeah h- how would you assassinate this <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> you know what i would do you know what i would do james Kill him with kindness. Oh, hell yeah. It's the best revenge. That's the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get kind bar and just make him choke on it. All right. Um, all right, I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, Duel, I know that Depop has a space, a creative studio space in New York, right around the corner from my favorite Bon Me spot, Saigon Deli, and right around the corner from the homies at 18 East and 316. Um, and Chacha Macha. They're racist. They're well, they're canceled. racist, so they were canceled. I've never been in there, so. <laughs> Same. Same. Chuck, Chuck once was in there and saw Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> he promised he would come on the pod. Yeah, that's right. Chuck oh, got like a fuck, little Shaq? video. Yeah. yeah. Inbox <laughs> dry as hell. <laughs> Inbox zero. Yeah. Um, look, man. <laughs> We're still potting from home, but you know, if we keep this thing under control, there might be a world in 2021, but probably you know, late 2021 or 2022, where we're back to potting in person again. And we're we're on the hunt for a space right now. We got we got conversations happening with WeWork. We got conversations happening with Chia Kwan. Let's start a conversation about us potentially using the Depop Studio space in Soho to be our pod studio. Yeah. We're trying to yes. We're trying to sniff out a solution like some goddamn motherfucking truffle pig, Steve. So we, you know, throw us a fucking bone, maybe. I say yes. I have no idea what. Is, Do you have that kind of power? Can you wield that kind of influence? Um, as someone who once tried to get, um, uh, well, actually, no, with James. Remember, we didn't we want to do like, like a Def Jam thing there at one point. Yeah, like shoot, shoot video there, and, my, and the people who like oversee that were just like, "Why would why would we do this?" <laughs> Wait, who James? Who is the artist that was going to shoot a video? In the no, it was it was like uh, we wanted to do like well, we wanted to do a whole partnership where artists mm. would be on the platform. They Got would it. sell their they would like sell their yeah. closets, but they would also do uh, like little acoustic events in Soho. Oh, so, they're very like young yeah, artists that like had that, like right, right, ten ten k cash tiny desk concert at the, yeah, the Deep exactly, Soho store. Just exactly. an acoustic whoa, <laughs> yeah, tiny pop. Wow. But I think um, no, yeah. I mean, this was more just like we were like, let's get our foot in the door. And I remember because we talked on the phone. I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Like before the partnership, 
let's go in and we'll just shoot some content there and we'll see. And people, and the people in the store were like, what, like, what is the connection to? Oh, I, I don't really remember that, but I kind of remember it, but yeah, we were just yeah. like, let's just use the video shoot. I think we were talking about the LA space, not the New York space. Oh, the yeah, New York space yeah, is oh, small. Right, right, right. I walked yeah. past it. It is like a photo studio essentially. Um, yeah. but yeah, let us just set up shop there. Let us yeah, do it. rock out there after hours. Just give us the key. We'll lock up. We'll put the beer bottles and recycling and everything. We'll, you know, clean up, uh, the blunt guts off the floor and just, I say yes. Okay. Good to know. Peter, Peter uh, Simpleton, if you're listening still. Uh, <laughs> Simple, <yes>. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> well, looks like that deal's off the table. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to be fired. <laughs> my final piece of constructive criticism for you, Steve. Um, if you're not going to assassinate the prime minister in a very satirical <laughs> way, um, have you thought about potentially wielding political influence by maybe marrying into royalty? And obviously, I know you're, you're currently happily booed up, but have you considered that kind of avenue to, to, yeah. to get your cloud up? Just It seems pretty easy. You know, I, fucking Meghan Markle did it. She I'm was down. on USA, bro. Come on. Yeah, she was on Suits, man. Yeah. Although <laughs> that show I think sucked. I have a feeling that Suits money was probably good. Everyone, like... Think USA forget. pays like that? We forget. Burn notice money? USA. Burn notice, Suits, Monk. Damn, you're right. You know what? Honestly, Chalub. characters welcome. Characters fucking welcome. You forget, Chalub's you welcome. forget, but characters are always welcome. When it's you hear some, your characters. Yeah. I, have to, I have to remind myself often... Like that characters, the characters are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're here. That's why you're on this pod, Shal- baby. Characters Shaloub, welcome. Shaloub set the bar. You know, like, USA, is having, USA is having the conversations that a lot of us aren't. <laughs> Which is, welcome. how do we get more uh, action out of Shaloub? Yeah, Burn yeah. notice. Shaloub, Shaloub won like 14 Emmys for that. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, 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 I'm down for that. I think actually, and and you know, I think it could actually work in my favor. Because if, a, a, if there's a gay royal out there somewhere, they're probably closeted, which means I can still like live my life, sure. but, but then have all the benefits of it. So yeah, 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 for sure. Has there yeah. ever been an out royal member of the royal family? Hell no. No, I don't think so. No chance, right? Has, is there a current one where it's like, that motherfucker um, gay? Besides Baron Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like American oh. royalty. <laughs> Right. Um. I yeah. Probably. I mean. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are, do you are do you not pay attention to like the whole like royalty phenomenon? No. I'm like I'm like the queen seems chill. Yeah. yeah. It's That's but James, I think she smokes weed. CBD. No. <laughs> she loves green. She wears yeah. a lot of it. But I will, also like. I, no, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say like Buckingham Palace is like it's like so accessible and, and to, like I ride like I if I were to be going to the office I would ride my bike past Buckingham Palace every day. But like it just feels strange. Like the White House is you know like behind like yep. the lawn, the, right. the the lawn or whatever, whatever it's called, the mall. I don't know what it is, but the it's mall. like so far. No, it, what is no, that? The lawn. Yeah, the yeah, lawn. yeah, yeah. It's like so you know you you I, I, you're you're with it, like so close that I'm like I could just I could just shout to ask the Queen if she smokes weed. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, can you can you sort that out for us? Maybe because you know that's something we need to. That's the kind like, of journalism that we want to do on this. Yeah, I'll just throw a, I'll throw a dime bag over the fence and see. <laughs> And see if anyone goes to queen. When the, when the flag is up, it means she's like looking. She, she's know? high. <laughs> she's token yeah. up. But but yeah. to James's point, I think that, it, it, you know, being a royal, like it, it's more acceptable to be like a Nazi sympathizer than to be out of the closet, right? I mean, probably, you know, yeah. that's just facts. So. And that's wild that like, well, whatever, fucking Harry, you know, is breaking Harry. I wasn't even Harry. talking about him. I was talking about uh, fucking uh, the Duke of Windsor. Ever watched The Crown? Great documentary on Netflix. <laughs> Did, a, did they start the Lady Die season? They just dropped the trailer. Yeah, it looks oh, awesome. I, I love 
Duel. Do you watch The Crown? You fuck with The Crown? I do. And you know what else I love in a trailer? I love when you don't hear the dialogue, you just see people talking. and you see Oh, no lines are spoiled. Like, what is Charles yelling at Diana? We'll find out on the 15th of November. And he is pissed. Oh, very pissed. It's something big. Pencil-faced motherfucker. Oh, I can't wait. I love it. The pomp and the circumstance and, oh, God. Hell, you get back into it. A A slow pan. Oh, I duel a final piece of constructive criticism from the boys. Then we'll get you back to your G and T and your record. Your dirt floor. I know. Do you know what I did? I put, I had like a beer on ice right here in my little Le Creuset, but I never popped it open. So. For the, for, save for the next pod. All right. Um, exactly. Look, I, I'm going to say what we've been dancing around for the last two and a half hours, which I is haven't like, been dancing around shit personally. No comment. It's the elephant in the room. It's let's just fuck it. Shit or get off the pot. You know, let's, let's just take off our trousers and our pants and fuck already. <laughs> uh, Depop throwing fits when here's my, here's the thing though. Right. Um, obviously okay. there's some barriers in place. So what I suggest you do is hire the UK's top pit bull lawyer or English British bulldog lawyer, um, get him or her to poke holes in Lawrence's non-compete agreement with Grilled so we can finally get this throwing fits depop partnership hopping. No comment. Listen, when when you're ready, we'll be waiting here with open arms, me and Peter Semple. All right. <laughs> Peter, you heard the man. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, oral... That's a that's a that's a binding agreement. So that's here a, in the U.S. That's at an least, oral contract. Yeah, it's an oral contract. And you know what? Zoom, we're recording here in the U.S., so it counts. We need to sign it in international waters. Okay, yeah, sure. So we'll take a fucking uh, booze cruise out to uh, yeah, eighteen miles off cruise. the shore. Yeah, right. The shores of Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet you. We'll meet you halfway. Yeah, yeah. great. No, I'm. <laughs> listen, guys, you tell me when. All right, we'll tell you when. All right, uh, Duel. Where Thank can you, the Steve. kids follow you on socials? Uh, on yeah, uh, Mr. Duel on Twitter and Instagram. If you MR Duel. MR Duel, yes, D O O L. If you want to get down on on TikTok, so it's a, listen, it's a wild ride out there, but it's Steve Duel because I'm going full name on that one. Are you proud. are you a creator or are you just a watcher? I mean, yeah, I'm a watcher. Okay, a lurker yeah. likes to watch. Lurker. And uh, anything you want to plug before we kick yeah. you out of here? No, download Depop. All right. <laughs> Steve Duell, thank you Thanks, for Steve. coming on the only podcast that matters. A mentor, a homie, hopefully soon a colleague. Uh, a gentleman, chef. a scholar, a mate, a lad, a cheeky fucking cunt. Potentially a prince one day. <laughs> a peaky uh, fucking blinder. <laughs> chef, I order the peaky fucking blinders. Smash that motherfucking outro music, baby. Thank you. Bitch, I'm a problem. Nobody's solving. You can keep hating. I'm popping regardless. We want to feel it like Megan is staggin'. Don't want your nigga because I want his daddy. I like to switch up my style every week. I got to switch up my hair every day. I ain't no hoe, but I do be on going. I promise my niggas going to love me the same. I'm a hot girl. Don't try it at home. I wear the shit that be showing my thong. I like to drink and I like to have sex. Hop up the niggas that's putting the checks. Dance on a dick night you've been served. I like a dick with a little bit of curve. Hit this pussy with an uppercut. Call that nigga Captain Hook. Ayy, I go shopping. Mmm, want it, then I cop it. Ayy, yeah, bitches popping. Mmm, I do what they copy. Ayy, look, he's a sweetie. Mmm, kiss it when he eat it. Ayy, yeah, know it's good. Ayy, chewing. Ayy, singing. I love niggas with conversation that find a clip with no navigation. Mandatory that I get the head, but no guarantees on a penetration. I be texting with a five chick. We both freaky, just trying shit. Main nigga getting super jealous. He don't even know about the other fellas. Need a Mr. Clean, make that pussy beam. Okay, I just might need a baker, make that pussy cream. Okay, you woke up mad at me, before you ain't brush your teeth. Mm-mm, that's just super sad. Fuck
cuff me, but I'm wifey. I just want a nigga who gon' start me like a icy. Bitches bite me so I had to put them on a diet. Bitches say no tryouts, all a hoe, you better not try me. I got a man, I got a bitch, I'm a banana, they got a split. One on your top, one on your tip, one for the club, one for the crib. My nigga fine, I wanna fuck, ice in his mouth, eat me up. Rockin' his chain, wearin' his brain, gettin' some brain. I go shopping, mm, want it, then I cop it, ayy, yeah, bitches poppin', mm, I do what they copy, ayy, look, he's a sweetie, mm, kiss it when he eat it, ayy, yeah, know it's good when you chewin' and you sick.